All right, boys, we are back. My back. goodness. Week one. It is week one. Oh, yeah. We're in Moose Media Studios. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, we had some week zero uh, appetizers, you could say. It was just like... Uh, appetizers. I love a good appetizer. Speaking of appetizers... An bouche for a football. Ooh, the amuse-bouche. I ate an amuse-bouche in Vegas. It was delicious. It was like a, a carrot thing, and it was for the... That's what I sent you guys on the, uh, the text of it, right? And I said it was Ryan's dish, the amuse-bouche. Right, but... It, <laughs> I, I, it was I, delicious. It's not like one thing though. An amuse bouche is like a. Uh, it's kind of like an amuse bouche is a palate cleanser. That's what it's like meant for. So it's like like a mm. grated carrots. That's what mine was at least. It was grated mm. carrots with these like vinaigrette type thing, and there was delicious. Okay. Yeah, that's um- what week zero was. Week zero. Week zero. We had that. Um- it's just a bouche. teaser, just to get our blood flowing. By the way, now that I'm hungry, just a quick Patreon is up and running. Five bucks a month. Oh, it yeah. actually got off to a pretty quick start. I put my top 50 power ratings on there. You can yep. make your own lines with that. We have a unique podcast we put out uh, on the Patreon, um, early picks, and Fry and Ryan's Recipe of the Week, so you can make recipes oh, with yeah, us. Yeah. I'm putting my buffalo sauce up there this week. I'm taking the first week. Every single person who's ever tasted this, best buffalo sauce they say they've ever tasted. It's seriously, I stand behind this. I love Check it. it out on our Patreon. Make some delicious buffalo sauce for week one. Yeah, and I'm putting all of my banking information and social security <laughs> number out there. So if you're a scammer and listening, join the Patreon for just $5. You can get access to all my financials. Patreon.com slash college football tailgate. Easy enough. Amazing. We love it. Thank you to the people that joined already. Again, uh, we always talk about how to support the show. That's a great way. But boys. And, and they, they know, the Patreon members, they know the picks we're going to give out right now. That's right. They're ahead of the game. Early picks. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's week one. We have some amazing matchups, so we're going to go over them all. But uh, before we do that really quick, we just have to touch on a couple of things. Obviously, we're doing our first edition this year of Asses of Fire. Longtime listeners of the show, the the tailgaters, the really old school weeklies, you could even say. Those people, shout out to them. Shout out. have been here since day one. Um, they <laughs> the know about segment. Asses of Fire. It's uh, our, our longest running segment. Yeah, so it's a it's cla- this is I think the first segment you ever invented. Like you're, so this is a will original. This is like a because yeah. you have several now on your docket on your resume. I think this is the first one that you came up with. I'm a big inventor. I mean, now look, I'm still going to take credit for the best game invented, and you're not going to find this anywhere. Harbaugh or coleslaw. Remember when we played that this summer? <laughs> yes. That was yeah, a good game. That's true. No yeah. one else and will ever steal that. To game. elaborate, Harbaugh or coleslaw was who said it? Jim Harbaugh. Or was it on a KFC commercial? Mm. You guys actually did pretty well with that game. But, yeah, that's yeah. right. So. Uh, of all the things, I, I don't think most people associate coleslaw with KFC. It is just a, a But it had to run with Harbaugh. Of course. It's, no, I, it's, it's I, I totally thing, get it. thing, Will. Yes. Um, you don't get business names or you don't get any <laughs> of that stuff. Well, we're doing Asses of Fire. So the way Are we doing work, it right now? Yeah, why not? Smitty, hit it. All right, Asses of Fire. Uh, hi, I want six tickets to Asses of Fire. Amazing. So again, if you're new to the show, thir- first of all, thank you for joining. Um, asses of Fire, this is just a fun way to say that someone is on the hot seat, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. Their, their ass is fully on fire. Now, my want- seat is personally freezing because it's a goddamn icebox in the studio. <laughs> but yeah. Well, and, you know, very little chance that you get fired here. I doubt Let's it. just yes. be honest. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like the basic idea here is, first of all, pick someone who starts out the season with their ass on fire. Okay. But then... Someone who maybe no one else will expect that's going to end up with uh, with their ass on fire at some point during this year. So my ass on fire to start the season, I don't think a lot of people are going to agree with me, but I believe within the program, within the boosters, this is a real thing. Jimbo Fisher. Absolutely. I think he's really on the hot seat mm. right now. Maybe people would agree with me, but I think if A&M has a bad season, he could get fired. He If they start off 4-4, four and four, 
three and three. I think he may be gone mid-season. So I think Jimbo right now starts the season off Jimbo. on the hot seat. Uh, maybe the hottest seat right now. But but if you look up like rankings, I don't think many because uh, what's the website we always go to? College hot seat or something like that dot com. I'll go there now and see what they have. Oh, yeah, it's just like is Texas back dot org or whatever. Yeah, yeah. A couple um, of classics from the show. Yeah, but I'll I'll pull that up right now. But I don't think many people would say uh, Jimbo. But I've got him. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, uh, my I've, what I'm going to do is first give you my my surprise one. Oh, well, actually, well, Jimbo was the, was my exact same uh, okay. answer for. Kirk, I didn't know we we're doing both, but like, we can circle back around. It was in the show notes, Tyler. <laughs> well, so here, maybe you well, should read the stuff I sent you. <laughs> um, let, me, let me let me quickly. Give I just my, think that it's really interesting that you said that. Um, <laughs> let me give you my surprise one then. Okay, All right, my surprise is uh, Ryan Day. Oh, I think if Ryan very did, surprised. I think he could turn to Ryan Knight by the end of the season. If and he loses to Michigan, to again. loses to Michigan again, it yes. could be a real problem with Ohio State. So that's my surprise, Ryan. Interesting. Day. Okay, mine is Billy Napier. Actually, okay. uh, things were not good for Florida last year. Pretty rough start out of the shoot. I think a lot of people went in thinking like this guy is going to do a great job. He obviously did a great job at Louisiana, and I'm just not sure how much they're going to improve. And obviously, a lot of breaking breaking news. Uh, in, in their first uh, week one matchup against Utah, which we'll get into when we break down that, down that game, some, some recent breaking A lot of news. news. But I just don't... Uh, there's something about Florida where I worry that things... They, you could look at another five, six, six win season and people in, uh, in Gainesville are just not going to be happy about that. I think it's possible you could see them on the no, hot seat. No, I agree. By the way, I hope I just fixed it. If you heard like some noise, this my, my thing is squeaking. Are you hearing that squeaking? No. Not okay, I'm going to have to get squeaking. this fixed. It's it's on like the arm that holds the microphone. Interesting. It's okay. pissing me off, but I hope if you guys can't hear it, I haven't fine. heard a thing. I think Good. we're squeak free. I love it. Yeah, okay. So uh, college football news, I'm, I'm assuming you guys saw uh, Arizona State announced a one-year bowl ban. They're they're doing that themselves. Wow. Um, tough tough. Yeah, for like the seniors. Dillingham's going to win six games this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they were really projected to be a bowl no. uh, uh, bowl player either. But I think it does suck for the seniors, and I think it actually came as a surprise to the players and the coaches because this was done by you know the higher ups at Arizona State, and based off their reaction, it makes me think that maybe they had told them something different, like, hey, don't expect a bull ban right now. But I wonder if maybe they're thinking the same thing you and I are thinking, which is like, hey, maybe they uh, they won't really be... They'll just barely be bull eligible this year. We might as well get, you know, get this That's probably bull ban out of the way before it actually hurts us. Yeah, it's like a practice year for one of the youngest head coaches in the history of college football. Right. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, and then uh, what I wanted to get your, your note on here. Now, we saw week zero. Tyler gave the recap, of course. I was uh, I was out of town doing some family stuff. I was actually not able to watch most of these games live, so I had to watch some replays. How much over? How much should I be over? Am I overreacting, Tyler? Based off of USC's defensive performance and Notre Dame's performance, like did you change? Did you upgrade their ratings at all? Because we're going to get into your power ratings. Yeah, yeah. So I upgraded Notre Dame about a point, okay, which I thought was uh, a, a, a appropriate. Now early in the season, just to give people an idea of how the power ratings work, by the end of the year, weeks eight through the end of the season, you're not going to see usually more than like a point upgrade per week. But early in the year, you actually see some decent three, four, five-point upgrades or downgrades based on what we see week one, week two. Um, but Notre Dame, I thought it was appropriate for a one-point upgrade because, in my opinion, for both USC and Notre Dame, they didn't really do anything that surprised us. Now, I'll say this. USC's offense took a little bit to get going, but that's fine. That's why you play 60 minutes. I mean, they don't say... they don't. 
quote, you know, halftime scores at the end of the year. So I think USC looked how we thought USC was going to look. Very good offensively. They gave up yards, gave up some touchdowns defensively. But the spread was, what, it closed 32? And yeah. they won by 28. So, I mean, that's very similar to how people saw it going. It The, the over, won, you know, hit. But I don't think we should over worry too much about uh, uh, USC. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. But <laughs> but they're going to win games offensively. That's what they want to do. Now the defense has to get better if they want to compete in a, in a playoff. But, no, I think that's who USC is. And then Notre Dame, look, to me, I thought that game was more about Navy's inept offense and the that's where my handicap was wrong i gave out navy plus 11 and a half first half i thought they would have been able to work that new offense in pretty smooth at the beginning of the year at least smooth enough because they have enough of those triple option ideas and schemes that are built in right but they look bad i mean you talk about bad, really bad bad offensive uh uh you know just just not not play calling but just play design right one of the first plays, or one of the first big passing plays of the game, they have two players run into each other. Yeah. They, <laughs> they would have been a first down. I'm sitting there going, oh, it's going to be a long day. You knew then. It's like, this offense is not ready. Oh, yeah. And so, I don't, I think we need to pump the brakes before awarding Notre Dame, you know, this amazing defense and this great offense. It was Navy, a team that is going to, I think, struggle this year in their conference. I have them, Navy, right now, I think 95th in the country. And, you know, Notre Dame, I upgraded my points still. So you got to give him credit for that. So USC, no real change. I think if the computer actually downgraded him like a half, maybe a third to a half of a point. Um, and then uh, one Dame. point for Notre Dame. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I think Hartman looked really sharp, which again, it's not a surprise, but I think it's just like, it's if you're a Notre Dame fan and you're buying into all the hype, you're like, okay, this is a good sign. He doesn't look like a bust or anything. And again, it is just all against Navy. We're going to see soon, you know, what they look like against some real talent. But Notre Dame has a quarterback. That's that yeah. much we know for sure. And so uh, I think it's really promising for them. And God, I can't wait for that Ohio State game. Oh my gosh! My biggest upgrade of Week Zero was actually Hawaii. How and about, it, it's how interesting about the Rainbow because, Warriors? Yeah, you may, they lost 35-28, and they, they were actually down 35-14 in the fourth quarter, right? So for a lot of the game, you actually didn't necessarily feel like Hawaii was going to win. It wasn't as close as the scoreboard showed, but right. still, the, the, they outgained them, or first downs, they looked... Covered. And, and if you remember last <laughs> year, the first part of the season, they were one of the worst teams in college football, oh, yeah. but I think they covered the last six or something games of the year. So Hawaii is like one of these teams that the, the Sharps have been all over. Um, they looked very good. So I actually, they were my biggest upgrade of the week at about three points. Wow. That so is big. Hawaii looked good and a loss. Big upgrade. And the market agrees. They were minus uh, uh, 10 against Stanford, or excuse me, plus 10 against Stanford next week. They're plus three and a half now. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> that's 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 a big change. They are very game. quickly moving on to my list of uh, of banished, my banishment list. They kill mm. me when I bet when I bet on them last year when you when Tyler roasted us, uh, which you you heard last <laughs> week, and then I'm like so sure, yeah, Vandy's going to crush it. By the way, the shots of Vandy like they're still doing construction on the on the stadium. They're hanging good. a big a big screen from yeah. two cranes. Yeah. That's a horrible look. Bad How look. Do, like the whole construction plan has to revolve around completing it by kickoff. Or yeah. you put up like tents or like uh, you know you you cover that up to make it not look so disgusting. Dude, when your jumbotron's swaying in the wind, it's not a <laughs> yeah, good look. Yeah, they had weather delays. <laughs> it's like not a good look, horrible man. look. Horrible Vandy. look. Yeah, very uh, very where janky. It, where it means more, right? <laughs> uh, Clark Clark Lee. It's going to be the best program in the country real soon. I love it. Um, Clark Lee's peas. 
Oh, <laughs> Clark Lee's peas. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a pea farmer. Sweet peas. You got your classic dinner peas, snap peas. You think there's good margins in peas just owning a pea farm? It can't be. It's like and... anything else. No, it's volume. <laughs> it's a volume game. <laughs> incredible. Incredible. Um, okay. Now the big news we have to talk about before we get into these games, because it's going to lead into the very first game, Tyler. And actually before that, we need to do another ad read for uh, Fiverr. Uh, yes, ad read for Fiverr. Let's talk about them. Fiverr is a great place to find freelance work. So freelancers, it's interesting. A freelance individual is someone who doesn't necessarily work for a company, but you can hire to do individual work, right? So I, I use freelancers all the time for certain things for, for the business, Woos Media, right? For web design graphic design, all different kinds of things. I don't want to call some company, pay all these fees and overhead charges. I just want to get a good graphic design job done from a professional who knows what they're doing. It's a perfect place to find freelance work on fiverr.com. You don't even have to put in a promo code. Just uh, click the link in the show notes. It'll take you right to Fiverr. Sign up today, get a discount on your first freelance experience. That fi- that's a fiverr.com. Link is in the show notes. Yeah. And it's also like programming services. They have a lot of stuff on there. So, so like Tyler said, if you're someone that owns a business, definitely worth checking out. Yes, for Help sure. Out the show. Absolutely. Love it. Okay. So Tyler, to, we have a, a massive game tomorrow night. I'm so pumped. Week one <laughs> of college football is my favorite because we have, we're going to have a game starting tomorrow night and we're going to have games every day all the way through Monday. Mm-hmm. And uh, this, this is a big one. Florida, Utah. Now last night, actually, as I was sending you this line, the, the number just started falling. Mm-hmm. When I first sent you, uh, when I first sent up you fresh lines, by our the outline, way. it was like six, six and a half. Of course, this line opened up as Utah nine point favorite at home. Now it's, it dropped mm. at one point only down to four. Now it's, I think, settled at about four and a half. I've seen it even lower. Like, for example, on FanDuel, which uh, which I use occasionally because it's legal here in Colorado, you I saw it at as low as three. Um, for for um, Florida, Utah. Utah yeah. Now, again, the reason why is because there's speculation. Nothing has been fully confirmed. Although at this point, it, it's all been it's been all but confirmed. Is that uh, Utah quarterback Cam Rising gonna be out? He yeah. still isn't fully recovered from his ACL. Yeah, Cam falling for sure. Cam falling. Cam falling this week. Yeah. And by the way, they're uh, they're starting tight end. The guy who Brand I Keith. know. Yep, you're a big fan. Sounds like he may not be playing either. Well, he's I'm, coming I'm a b- big fan because he's probably gonna get drafted. He's right. their number one target. I mean, look, the NFL drafting. I'm not too great with that. Those projections, but I mean, you talk about a, a, a tight end target that can do it all sure. and is going to be their number one target. He's, I mean, him, the quarterback. He starts. <laughs> their offense is going to be out. So this is a huge line move. Utah currently market says four and a half. Yeah. I mean, and and I'm interested to know because what what I'm going to guess is that for you, again, like uh, for those that don't know, you should by now if you're listening to the show, Tyler does this professionally. He's a professional sports better. So this is most likely going to be a stay away game for you, I take it. It is. It is. Uh now it's it's pretty similar to my price after my upgrades and chain well upgrades I should say after my adjustments with all the information I have Utah currently ranked twenty sixth in the country. Okay, now I've got Florida I think thirty second. Oh wow! So I still okay. have I still have Utah about three and a half points better than Florida. That's off the top of my head, but it's somewhere close to that. But the point is. I think it is about three and a half because this is four and a half. And today I was looking at the home field chart and obviously we can all agree that Utah doesn't have a one point home field advantage. I'd still probably lean with Utah. You know, I think we could get up to five and a half, six and a half. It's going to be a low scoring game. You know, this defense is, I think going to look very good. I think this, the game plan is going to be to chew clock. 
don't ask too much of this quarterback or this offense. So, you know, I don't love a lot of things setting up for um, for, for the over-under or things like that. But overall, I think Utah has a lot of advantages playing at home. They're for sure the better coach team. Will mentioned Napier is your right. hot seat. Kyle Williams is such I mentioned, a good coach. Well, and, I mean, you, you compare these two, it's almost laughable. We, we mentioned this in the offseason, but it says to me, a lot that Anthony Richardson was looked at so highly and touted and, 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 and was a high draft pick. It's like, which is it? Was everyone wrong who evaluates the NFL or did they just blow it with Florida and he looked bad because he was under that coaching staff in that system? So I'm much right. more likely to say Napier's got to prove it to me. So I'll take Whittingham. You know, if I had to f- lean on this game, for sure. I think Utah's the play here, but... Um, and I, 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 I bet the under already, but this thing is falling from 51 to like 45, 46. Yeah. So and it sounds this like game is a pass for me. Bryson Barnes will be the, the starting quarterback most likely, obviously, if, if Cam Rising is out. He got some action. He played last year after Cam Rising got hurt. He, lo- he looks solid. Like it's he's no, going to be ready to go. I guarantee yes, he's, he's, he's going to be ready to go. Because at this point, like he's coming off a, a, a ACL injury. So you know they've been preparing for this, uh, for this you know, option basically at, the, at some point you know the coaching staff thought hey maybe there's a chance cam rising won't be back he may not be back for a few weeks at this point sure, honestly right. we really don't know right. and so like even though not having cam rising is huge like all the positives for utah outside of that are still there like you said it like they're a really good home team um i just i would never want to bet against utah at home in a marquee night game like this the defense is still there I've been to to Utah for a week one home game night game and it's a madhouse like for how small that stadium is it's super loud um, I don't love that he's out and it's only four and a half but it, it doesn't give me enough reason to think that that Florida is gonna roll in and uh, and take this game so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out with the Utes right now Tyler so back Utes. to uh, my power rankings I have Flo- uh, Florida three points worse about almost exactly okay so Utah three points better which means on a neutral field Utah B minus three. You add in home, I mean, I think Utah should probably be five and a half or so. Okay. Maybe six. And that's with Cam Rising or without? It's without. Okay. Yeah, that that's everything right now, how it's looking it's going to be. I think that should be... Uh, I can't wait for this matchup, though. I mean, this is a really close game. Last year, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Florida got the win at home and they were underdogs. Uh, and But that was pretty much Anthony Richardson just going nuts that whole game. Like, right. he just carried Florida and he's gone, obviously, so... I just don't know that Graham Mertz is going to is going to bring that much, so can't wait. Uh, next game is Friday night, the battle for Miami. How how awesome is this? When was the last time I, do you think Miami of Ohio and Miami Florida played? <laughs> A lot of people don't even know that Miami of Ohio exists. By the way, Miami. when you say uh, so, I my little sister went to Miami of Ohio. And oh, when she okay. tells people, oh, I went to Miami, lots of people they think, all think yeah. they all think <laughs> Miami, Florida. They don't really know that. But interesting note, Miami of Ohio. Uh, was around before Miami, Florida, like at least the, the university. So um, who is the original Miami here? I don't know. I'm going to go with the Red Hawks Battle as far the as, as original. But uh, right now, Miami, uh, Florida, the Canes, 16.5 point home favorite here over the incoming MAC team. Um, I'd love for, for this to be... I think actually a lot of people are going to be betting on Miami of Ohio in this game because naturally they just want like an upset. I think there's a lot of people that don't like the Canes. I think you'll, you'll see a lot of like, and in, in fact, half the money is on Miami of Ohio, but almost 70% of the tickets are on the Red Hawks. So I think that means a lot of people are placing small bets on the Red Hawks, but ultimately I just don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that Miami, Florida is, is so talented 
and with the new quarter coordinators they brought in, like I think that Mar- this may be actually a positive year for for the Canes and for Mario Cristobal. Um, I'm interested to get your your take on a tower, but at this point, like, there's no way I'm going to take Miami of Ohio to, to cover the spread. No, I think obviously offensive defensive line. That's where a lot of the uh, edge is going to come for, for for the Hurricanes. And I don't have much on this game. You know, I looked at it; it was pretty right on the line with what I have the rankings at. I think I probably lean Miami. You know, it's funny. These week one games, I you're going to hear, I've got a lot of favorites I'm on, and I lean towards a lot of favorites for no other reason than it's kind of random. But, you know, look, sometimes you're going to have underdogs, sometimes you're going to have favorites. I feel like I bet the underdog more often because the public influences college football, and you're going to get value there. But I like a lot of favorites this week, and I definitely lean Miami as well. So I don't have a ton on this game. I think the offensive defensive line is the key here, but uh, it's a pass for me. Okay, interesting. Uh, again, excited to watch it. Also on Friday night, Tyler, Louisville at Georgia Tech. Seven and a half point spread here. Louisville, uh, technically, actually, I should say, very semi-neutral. Technically, this is a neutral field, but it's in Atlanta. And Georgia Tech is in the heart of Atlanta, but it's at Mercedes-Benz Stadium where the Hawks play. So technically, it's not a home game for Georgia Tech, but come on. Totally a home (laughs) game for Georgia Tech. Uh, Seven and a half point road favorites here for Louisville. You got two brand new coaches at these schools facing off. Jeff Brom. Jeff Brom. You also have Brent Key. Um... You know, look, to me, these are, yeah, they're both new coaches, but they're two completely different feelings for these programs. Right. Louisville is like jumping for joy that they got Jeff Brom in there. Um, and I know that, that Brent Key came in as an interim last year and there was improvement, but I don't know that it's the exact same feeling. I, I just look at Louisville. They were a really talented but inconsistent team with Scott Satterfield. They were dangerous at times, but you can never really count on them. They lose Malik Cunningham. Um, you know, they're bringing in a transfer quarterback and, and Jack Plummer. Uh, I just have more faith in Jeff Brom. I think that his pass-happy offense uh, is going to provide a lot of scoring. I think that they just throw it all over the field against Georgia Tech here. I like Louisville to cover seven and a half on the road, Tyler. Well, let's not forget Brian Key. I, mean, I don't know if you said this, but he was here there last day. Yeah, he was the interim coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, five and three against the spread. Still, they started to turn things around. I think Georgia Tech's actually really underrated. I mentioned this earlier, a couple shows ago. I got a promotion on a sports book I use, and it let me pick like one of a couple lines. It was like a multiple choice thing. I, I couldn't look at every game, but one of the options was Georgia Tech plus fourteen and a half, and I took that. I think Georgia Tech will surprise people. I think playing at home, and I, I do believe Jeff Brom in his first game, it's going to take some time. You know, they got, like Will mentioned, you know, the, the the new players, some of the transfers. I think it will take time to gel. And I don't want to pick my spots today where I'm going to say, oh, some offenses that I'm not betting on, it's going to take a while to gel. But other offenses who I am betting on, it, they're going to hit right away. So I, 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 I do trust Brom. I think they will be able to move the, move the football. But to cover this spread... On the road, I, I would actually lean strongly Georgia Tech here. I almost made this a game. It's funny, psychologically, Will, I had a hard time doing it because I have them 14 and a half. So I'm like, I don't want to have it 14 and a half and then be cheering for a seven and a half on the podcast. I'm going through all this <laughs> stuff. So I'm like, hey, I'm just going to pass here. But I lean Tech. Okay, interesting. But not enough to make it a bet board? No, I take those seriously. There's a reason why. <laughs> interesting. <Yeah. laughs> no bet board. No bet board. Okay, love it. Um, all right, Saturday. This game I'm so excited to talk with you guys about. Now, obviously... Saturday. So, hey, by the way, I want to bring this up real quick. I think that we should save the Monday, uh, the big... Uh, is it Sunday or Monday? LSU, Florida State? Uh, that is Sunday. I think we should do that for the, the Patreon. Just do one game for the Patreon. What do you Put mean? On like there. only only yeah. break that down on the Patreon? Yeah. Just do one game on there. <sighs> And it's a like a later game, so it's on Monday. But what if we have a bet board? 
I will keep it this week, but from now on, we got to think about doing something for Patreon, like uh, okay. like if it's like a Thursday or Friday night game, this or like is some, a big maybe matchup. some action. I think, we, I think we should break it down this week, but yes, maybe some I'm, I'm for that. I'm totally okay. for that idea. All right, All right cool. Okay, um, Saturday. Now, you guys, uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know we're in Denver, Colorado. Uh, we all root for CU, but Smitty and Tyler are no! like huge Buff fans. We coming, baby. We coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Colorado asshole, at TCU. <laughs> this is uh, somehow this is actually going to be more, like maybe one of the most watched games of Saturday. I suspect just because of, sure. of all the hype. It's a 20 and a half point spread I'm here. So excited. Let's go. I'm so torn on this game. Now, I already know, <laughs> Tyler, that you're you've got to be taking the buffs minus 20 or plus 20 and a half. I mean, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> did, did, did you? Uh, do you have? Are you taking this for your bet board? So look, are you taking TCU? I am taking TCU. Yeah, then we and got I'll, a bet board. I'll tell you why. So we have our first bet board. First bet board of the season. Love it. <laughs> and it's my um, okay. It's my so bluffs. I'm torn because I don't know what I'm. What I really don't know is what which side like the betting squares will be on. I think it might be evenly split because I think people want to. I think there's a lot of people want to fade the hype with CU and Deion Sanders. I think there's a ton of people want to fade. TCU and 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 saying hey last year a lot of people think it was a fluke they're going to regress back blah 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 it's such a complete unknown for what the buffs are going to be we've never seen a team like this with a complete roster overhaul complete coaching overhaul there's so many unknowns now last year they only lost by what 25 points uh, in Boulder um, I could definitely see CU being three to four points better I could see TCU being three to four points worse but I can't in my heart bet CU until I just know what the fuck they are. <laughs> sure, no, I have no right. idea what they are. And, and here's the other factor, which I know Tyler's going to love. Again, mm-hmm. he's a professional better. He's going to love this kind of analysis out of a square like me. It, I, I, I'm going to nickname this the stupid factor. So <laughs> will I look more... Will I, look, will I feel more stupid <laughs> if I bet CU and they lose by 35 than if I bet TCU and it's a close game? And I think I'll feel more stupid if I were to, if I were to bet on CU to cover. Uh, that's not it's a, a good blowout. <laughs> I think this is a real sharp analysis, actually. That's a- um, no, no, no. <laughs> let, let, let me quickly say why, because I lo- a lot of people do that, and I get that. Sure, it's the it, emotional it, in game. In all seriousness, it's n- almost by definition the harder bets to make are, are the best bets that have value. That's usually how it goes. Uh-huh. So I can't tell you how many times, even still, I'll make a bet, and it's like. Oh God! Like let's go plus fourteen and a half or whatever it is, you know, because that's the right bet to make. So, reluctancy, feeling like that happens a lot, and it's actually not a bad thing. So yeah, I, don't know, I just had to. Put I know that, that like but I TCU, know what you're saying. I know, I know TCU saying. loses like a, a ton of players. They yeah. lose Max Duggan. They lose so much talent on the offense, especially to the NFL. Um, you know. They're bringing in Chandler Morris, who technically, you know, people love to bring this up. He won the starting job last year, but we all saw how that went. So again, I don't know what kind of improvement we're going to see out of him, but I just, I can't, I just can't in good conscience bet on okay. CU uh, without knowing what they are. Here's so the I'm thing with the Horn Frogs. Here's the thing with the Buffs. You mentioned maybe if uh, TCU's down three points, the Buffs are up three points. That's what everyone's doing with CU. Even the stats people, and 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 I, I get it. Like first, I want to say. I understand why everyone's doing this. This is like my, the classic situation where I would be the one saying, don't overreact. But the reason why this is actually different is because we've never seen this kind of a turnover before. I mean, literally, it's like the entire roster is brand new. So all this stuff about let's upgrade them based on last year's rankings doesn't apply to one of the few teams in college football history from one year to another. So 
I think that we have to start fresh. So my thing is, do I believe they're around the range they were at last year or where the market has them? Because right now, 20 and a half, 21 and a half points says that they're not that far off. And people aren't betting this out. This hasn't fallen to 17. This is still staying pat at 20 and a half. I think that everyone's off based on this analysis. And, and I think the math people are off because I don't blame them. I'm a little bit... Uh, I'll admit, maybe I'm a little biased, but also I'm so tapped into what's going on. I do another podcast specifically for the buffs. I know about the program. I know about the players. And I think the talent level is worth like a touchdown. Now, I'm not so sure. First week, new offense. Is it going to take time for them to gel? Will they have the chemistry? What's its coaching staff going to look like for the first time altogether? So there are question marks. I understand that. But we're talking about a team right now. And before I get to my other thing, we're talking about a team right now that I think is miles ahead of where they were clearly, but so much more than the average team would be miles ahead of where they were last year that it's so hard to quantify. I think this line puts way too much of the past in this line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, I don't know, I, I have a, a couple other thoughts. My mind's going a million miles an hour here with this game, but I just think that overall, what we see here with TCU's regression, oh, what I was going to go is TCU. Let's th- think about this program, right? TCU is not some powerhouse who's always in it. TCU won a lot of close games last year, lost their conference championship game to Kansas State, you know, got lucky as all hell against Michigan. I mean, everything went their way that game, everything, and they still almost lost. And then they get blown out, embarrassed. I know there's been a lot of embarrassment. They made Notre Dame, Alabama look like a great game whatever that national championship was. So I think TCU, I'm not going to call them fraudulent last year, but way overperformed how good they were. I'm not willing to say that they can cover this spread with these players. And and, and you tell me Coach Prime is going to lose first game with the actual talent he needs. On the, now, there are question marks, right? Travis Hunter is going to play defensive back, but right. the other defensive back, we don't know right now who it's even going to be. So there are some, some, some gaps, some question marks, but... I think overall, the main reason I'm making this a bet board game is I think this number incorporates way too much of last year and people aren't willing to turn the page enough and refresh, hit that refresh button with this ranking. I think it should be closer to 16. You know, I think this is off by seven. And a four-point difference is... Huge. It's pretty big. So, I mean, and look, I could find ways to get it down to 14. I could find ways to get it to 17. But I think 16 is a pretty good price. I think 20 and a half right now offers value. And for those going, what about the 21? Don't you want the 21? Hold, obviously, 21 is better than 20. But 20 is a very key number. Sure. And with the increase in two-point conversions, with the increase in mistakes that you get in a week zero, week one, week two game... I think 20 and a half is perfectly comfortable for me to make it a bet board game. Yeah, and TCU, they lose Garrett Riley, right, who's the offensive coordinator left, go to It's going to be Clemson. a big loss, man. That, that should be a big loss. Like, again, you know, I, de- I know I agree with what you're saying, right? We can't take just the pass, but, like, wh- otherwise we have nothing to take into account for but CU But we don't, but that, that's why it's so unique and rare. <laughs> right. And so, but, but, exactly. So, but like, who I says can't you have, bet it because I don't but, know what the fuck it but is. But who says you have to? Like, like, you know, like, who says we have to have this, like... Right exact idea i think we have a range and the range tells me but we'll see will we'll see it's on the bet board because we already made the ching sound first one of the year let's go let's bet get board. excited love it i right. can't wait by the way i've already got it marked down in my sheet so well we have a bet board here we we'll have write the, it down. i know we're gonna do both but this this is perfect you 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 measure twice cut once we're gonna make sure we have <laughs> accurate numbers all around i'm so, so bad at that stuff it. i tried what the last time <laughs> i got stuff from man? home depot 
I got like a handsaw and I was trying to, dude, I was working up such a sweat trying to saw some two by fours and like just some wood. It was a mess and it didn't work. None of it worked. And I just spent the afternoon destroying my, my, my tricep and I felt like hell the next day. Nothing makes you feel like less of a man than I know halfway through it. Oh, and then you got to call, and then you got to call, call the guy to do it. Right. Task rabbit. That's the worst. When you try to do something and you got to call the guy, I got to do that for my sink. It's dripping upstairs. I I couldn't fix YouTube couldn't fix it for me. So I got to call the guy now and you got to sit while someone else fades. Oh, oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, it was the, oh yeah. I tried the washer, but uh, you know, you got to pretend like, you know what you're talking about. It's like putty putting together the, uh, (laughs) the, the, the the drainage disposal. Um, (laughs) Okay. Next up, Ohio state at Indiana, a Big Ten matchup right out of the shoot. The Buckeyes, 29-point I got nothing road on this favorites. Game. I okay, got I got something. So, by the way, Kyle McCord officially announced as the starter for game one. I don't know if that means... I'm going to go uh, refill my beverage and uh, heat my uh, coffee up. Gotcha. I don't know if that means that he is going to be the starter throughout the year. I think, I, I think you'll maybe see... Um, Devin Brown have a chance at starting game two or something like that. Like, I don't think that this uh, quarterback competition is fully uh, fully won by Cal McCord, but he is announced for the starter for game one. Ooh. Obviously, this is going to be a route by, yeah. by Ohio State, right? Um, you know, look, it's a win-win if you want to bet on Ohio State, too, with this quarterback situation because McCord is going to want to come out hot both these guys are new, so uh, you know. Obviously, Ryan Day is going to want to get these guys reps. I think he's going to be aggressive with throwing the ball around a lot. Sure. Um, and whenever Devin Green gets a chance to come in when they're up big, you know he's going to want to do the same. He's going to want to throw the ball around. Um, he still thinks he's competing for this, and so I think you're just going to get good, legit reps and aggressive play calling from start to finish. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think uh, Ohio State hangs at least 60 on them. For sure, man. And you look at the, la- the historically against uh, against Indiana, the last two years, uh, Ohio State beat Indiana by more than 40 points in yep. each game, and they would have covered this 29-point spread in three of the last four years. Yeah. So basically, ever since Ryan Day took over, um, they've just completely obliterated Indiana except for one year. And you look at the state of football for Indiana as well, like, Tom Allen again, like I think he's he's probably won more games than pro- than probably any coach in Indiana history, or he's up there or on his way. Um, he's had some really good years and he's done a good job of like mm. turning the program around. But trying to keep it consistently at that level is pretty tough. Yeah. And you look at where they're at now, I don't love it, and so um, I, I'll definitely take Ohio State uh, minus twenty nine. Oh yeah, um, I think it's a good bet. In fact, so. I already placed a teaser bet, and it's going to include a lot of these. Now, for those that are listening, a teaser bet, you can buy some points if you're not familiar with what this is. So, for example, if I include the Buckeyes in like a parlay, I can tease them six points down. So if I do a six-point teaser, they're now, they went from a 29-point favorite to a 23-point favorite, and I include it with a parlay, and they all take six points. I did that. I included TCU, and I'm going to include a couple other teams that we're going to give out here nice. shortly. I like so I love that. I'm hyped already on my on my bets. So how do you feel? We got a couple of them this week. How do you feel about the week one in conference game? So it's kind of a new thing. Like I, it's definitely new for the big for the Big Ten. I uh-huh. think the SEC like like certain conferences started doing it. It's kind of an interesting move. I think it helps for making I think the Big like, Ten has a couple this week. Yeah, okay. and so like it's never like a huge conference matchup. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like this, it's like a top team versus kind of a lower tier team. But talk about if a you know a team that has a lot of expectation, if they lose week one, it's oh, in conference. You know, huge. that's I mean I don't know it's pressure. Yeah, I, I agree. don't know if I'd like starting in conference week one. I think it's an like I think it's a cool wrinkle for the schedule generally. But yeah, you're right. Normally it's not. You, we have, we've yet to see it form in like a massive upset where yeah, it affects I, like conference standings. I mean that could be later on in the year, your entire season. 
Yeah, I mean, if Ohio State loses at Indiana, things are not in a good spot. <laughs> Luckily, we don't think that's going to happen. No, for Tyler's sure. got his thunder shades on. He's back. Um, yeah, I'm back with my shades. I like the Buckeyes minus 29 here. I think they roll. Uh, and so, uh, love that tower's got nothing. I put the, no, I got nothing. I put the sunglasses <laughs> on because, uh, you can't see him. It's bedboard season. It's bedboard. It's time to get serious. Oh, okay. So wait, this isn't a, uh, <laughs> this isn't a trying to hide your expression. Cause you already know my picks. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, no, this is, I'm just ready for it. Like, <laughs> I'm coming out. My stunner's like, see you, see you's going to come out in the Louis Vuitton sunglasses. Did you see this? Dude. What they all are? They're or? all they're all gonna wear Louis See, sunglasses. Coming this, out. Let's go, this is the shit I don't love about Prime, oh, dude. When I saw a shot from practice and all the players had their their Instagram handles in the back of their yes. jersey, that is so fucking stupid. Dude, oh, sorry. Why do you have to do hold this? On, hold, the, on, hold on, hold on. looks like DB Cooper right now. <laughs> <laughs> Where's dude, the money, DB? If I couldn't pull off one thing in history, DB Cooper, we need to do an off-season podcast about Holy DB shit, theories. You look exactly I love like that. Him. Do you guys think DB Cooper lives? No, he crashed. I think he totally lives, bro. I yeah, think he's I think amongst he's us. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. I don't I know, man. I mean, I hope he is. I, I, I'm in that situation. I root for the guy with, that, that's jumping on a plane with a backpack full of money, a hundred percent. But I think he probably shit, died. Dude. Yeah, he oh, yeah, it's big time. Yeah, DB Cooper. Okay, so yeah, look, I just. I don't like all the flash and glitz yet. Like, I get why he's doing it. It's his thing. Yeah, I know. It's going to attract you're a, talent. You're a plain Jane. I know that about no, you. No, I'm, I'm old school, man. Uh, the name on the front matters more than the name on the back, oh brother. Not uh, Especially more than your fucking you Instagram like handle. Jim get off my lawn, dude. I don't he's know, man. He's helping these kids out. He's doing what young kids want, which you don't oh, relate I, to. I told uh, no, the NCAA, Neither do you. The NCAA. <laughs> I'm not pretending to. <laughs> I'm not saying I do either. But I'm just that's saying I don't why like he's it. doing it. I'm just saying for me personally, I cringe when I see... Their Instagram handles and their fucking practice jerseys. Oh, so yeah, if they all come out, you're gonna, you, you want these athletes to make money. Okay, I again, I understand the point, and I do. I want all the college athletes to to capitalize on their no reason. <laughs> but here's here's what I don't like about it, and this is the honest truth. If it was my team, and again, I I root for CU, I love them. They're not my team. If this was Michigan. What I would be terrified of is that if you have all this fun non-football shit and things go and bad shit. it is the you are you are eating the <laughs> biggest plate of shit where everyone's like ooh, remember when you guys had fucking louis vuitton sunglasses and your instagram handle? remember all the cameras and all the louis shit like it just sets you up for a really bad situation if it goes wrong. I don't think you can live that way, though. You've got to with act fear. as if you're going to win the national championship. You've got sure. to go out well, thinking you're going to win the game. How are you expected to win the game if you don't go out actually thinking you can win? And I know we look at it. It's a 20 and a half point spread. Kind of <laughs> right. silly, right? Right. But they have to be in that mindset. Oh, 100%. It's like the guys who break the bricks with their heads. Right. Like they got to go in with the right mindset. It starts there. I can just tell you from experience when Harbaugh first came to Michigan and he did the music video the whole who's got it better than us nobody thing that became nothing but troll <laughs> material for ohio state yeah. and penn state and michigan state fans every time we lost the first thing they'd post and is, look where they who's are got now it better than and us look where they are now yeah for sure now seven years later i'm just saying i had to eat a bunch of shit along the way so just warning you, you know what so, I, mean, I don't no one's talked about the buffs in 20 years oh i love that and we're now talking about the everyone buffs. has really so much do. shit to say it's like it, it's i don't it's know polarizing. We'll, we'll see gets people yeah. going let um, me just enjoy this hey. damn it <laughs> these sunglasses are polarized uh, yeah, hey. dude if you have sunglasses that aren't polarized what the fuck are you doing with your life no, you have i'll never wear uh, sunglasses that aren't polarized now i have some emergency in the car sunglasses well, yeah, that yeah, are sure. target but not your daily daily you know out and about something you yep, gotta have polarized yep. it's yep. way better 
Interesting. Okay. Now what's next? Uh, UTSA at Houston. Let me get a line here because this was one when I bet it. And Minus it's, I two, it's two for the Roadrunners. They're at Houston. By the way, this line opened early in the season. Houston was a two and a half point home favorite. It's now swung four and a half points in the favor of UTSA. Um, Tyler, uh, uh, this was was this a bet that you gave out? In the preseason, was this like an early pick that you gave out potentially? Uh, no, I you're thinking like of, you're thinking of UTEP last That's week. The game okay. I gave out plus two, and it closed minus three and lost. Right. Yeah, I went I two. I went two and two Bummer last for week. The minors. By the way, as Will mentioned, uh, I did the math. Uh, Seventy-one units. We are up. We were up eighteen units last year. Uh, so seventy-one un- units for the show. But we, yeah, UT- you and I. Um, <laughs> uh, UTSA is yeah currently minus two, and I do like them at minus two. Now this is the buy price. You don't go to two and a half. And honestly, I know people aren't going to like to hear this, but buying two and a half to two for minus one twenty is not the same thing as two at minus one ten. Now I don't want to get into all Math. the details. Hashtag I, nerd alert. We need I a know, soundboard for nerd alert. It's different. Oh, it. I do like UTSA though. Here's my handicap. Conference USA champs last year, and it wasn't even close. 11-3 and overall with only regular season losses to Houston and Texas. right? And they lost to Houston in this matchup in three overtimes last year. So I think we also have a rare non-conference revenge game early in the season. Uh, and UTSA has to capitalize on that revenge factor. They've got 16 starters back, 51 Letterman back. All the important offensive pieces except Zachary Franklin the high-profile transfer to uh, Ole Miss this offseason. And I I haven't seen any new updates. Last thing Lane Kiffin said is he should be good to go week one. Not entirely sure. Lane Kiffin? Yeah, at Ole Miss. Oh, right. Where where Zachary Franklin ended up uh, transferring to. Right, okay, sorry. So he may be good to go, but he's going to be a huge piece for Ole Miss, and that's a big, big offensive weapon to replace. But I think they can do it. Now, if I look back at last year, Franklin was worth about two points to UTSA's offense, right? So if UTSA's minus seven, Franklin's out, they're now minus five. I think they can replace that two points or at least reduce the impact greatly, greatly this season. They're already bringing back Josh Cephas, who's second team all you all conference USA, uh, DeCorian Clark, who caught 51 balls last year, averaged 15 yards a catch too, downfield weapon, and uh, their tight end, Oscar uh, Cardenas, second team all conference USA. They're bringing back weapons. So the idea of... Damn, Zachary Franklin, he's gone. They're, they're going to struggle. I don't think that's the case. Really good coaching staff. Jeff Trailer's 30-10 and 10 as a head coach. By the way, on the road. Okay, he can go on the road and win 12-4 and four straight up, 6-3 and three on the road as a, as a favorite against the spread. So I trust him here. And speaking of head coach, you know, I know that Dana, Dana Holgerson is kind of an enigma. And if you've heard Will on the show before, Will hates Dana Holgerson. Hater. Big time. But I don't as much. I actually think <laughs> he's a good coach. I think he's unpredictable. And the reason why Will, say, Will says that, in my opinion, is because he actually constantly lets down. He's against the spread in his career. Right. 65, 80, and 3. Yeah. So <clears throat> Not he, great. No, he's not living up to expectation. Now... They did a good job to replace Clayton Toon, you know, with Donovan Smith from Texas Tech. But Clayton Toon was really underrated. Look at what Toon did last Very year. Underrated. He led the team in rushing by a wide margin. I mean, he did everything yeah. for him. So, yeah, great quarterback. Thank you. So, you know, I, I I just don't trust that even if Donovan Smith can run the football, he's going to be able to do what Clayton Toon did, one of the most underrated quarterbacks last year. Houston's also bringing back 12 starters. That's it. They're losing over 80% of their offense production. And we talked a lot on offense for both teams, but I actually think defense is going to be the entire factor. Last year, 
both teams kind of finished similar offensive FEI, right? Efficiency. Houston finished, uh, you know, mid 30s. Same thing with UTSA. But remember, Houston's losing a lot more on that. But Houston defensively finished 96th in efficiency, while UTSA finished 58th. So I get a UTSA team that's going to improve on defense who finished 58th. I get a Houston defense, question marks. They finished 96th last year. I just think there's more gaps in this game for UTSA to be the better team. I've got them about five, five and a half points better than Houston, and I do not think Houston's home field exceeds three in a game like this. Remember, UTSA stands for University of Texas San Antonio. They're only going to Houston. It's not that much of like this huge travel. So big state, but yes. No, but, but you know what I'm talking about. No, yeah, not I know, I know what to, you're saying. It's, you're not, right. it's not some huge thing. They're and, not moving time zones. But if anything, Will, I think that we have to look at the plus-minus situation as playing an in-state opponent is like a plus, it's a boost. 100%. We have a, a chip on our shoulder. This is Big Bad Houston so in the glad. Big 12 now. He's literally stealing all my talking points. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. No, we're on this the same page. I love though, it. So I'm on UTSA. Yeah, I, look, I'm the, I mean, look, these teams played last year. Houston barely beat them. Mm-hmm. Like uh, at at the very end of the game, week one, the overtimes. Yeah, and you could argue that like uh, that UTSA got robbed at the end of that game too. And like you said, Houston loses all that that stuff on offense. UTSA bringing that back. I know that they lose uh, Zachary Franklin, but they still have Frank Harris, who's like stud quarterback. Um, I think that you're just going to see them score a ton on here. I don't love that the line moves so much, having to buy it now. But again, mm-hmm. like like you said. UTSA does have an undercard, underdog card to play here, even as the betting favorite. Right, and any time that you're UTSA and you're playing an in-state school in the Big Twelve, uh, it's a big deal. It's it's an opportunity to to prove something. Yeah. And by the way, they have to prep. This is the the year UTSA moves to the American. This is their first year in the American. They're making a step up in conference. So again, like I think. Uh, I think this is a big statement game for them that they have a tough schedule early on. And so um, I think UTSA comes out here, makes a big, a big statement game. We're both in the road runners minus two. Everything I do with my power ratings is math based. If you want to learn math, take classes in math and not spend thousands and thousands going back to school, go to skillshare.com. You can get up to 30% off your first year with promo code tailgate. Now I actually use Skillshare before I went back to school to brush up on my algebra and statistics. Just make sure I had everything in line. It was perfect for that. Great teachers, great outlets. But even if you're into like cooking, you want to use my Buffalo sauce on Patreon, right? Or photography, fun stuff like this. You can find classes for these unique hobbies on Skillshare.com. Put in promo code tailgate for 30% off your first year. I could really use some math lessons. Oh, I, haven't, I think we all could use one more time <laughs> around the block. I for haven't sure. done like real math in like two decades, it feels like. Sure. You know, so, it's funny. You know, Allie's going back to school right now. My wife. Muleth. And uh, she's nice. she's doing some like uh, liberal arts math stuff. So I was trying to help her. I was stuck doing like long division. I was like, I haven't done this in so long. It's kind of hard to go back and do all the math stuff. I literally could not do long division. But you know what? Was I piss you off? Literally could not do it. Didn't need to do it in the first place. I know exactly. I'm like, what? Use a calculator. I mean, it is good knowledge to have. It's not like um, sure, yeah, like a complete waste. But we're not. We don't. But you're right. Yeah, we don't use it. Derelict. By the way, we didn't mention it. Uh, Tyler got married in the off season. So congrats, Tyler. Did yes, congratulations to you. Congratulations to Allie. But if you want to learn. That math Skillshare. stuff, Skillshare. Yeah, I mean, look, I promo code tailgate. I actually could 30% use it. Is off. what I'm saying. And the My cool thing is, is really you, you sign up for a year long subscription, and you get access to all these different classes. Right. You don't pay Unlimited. per class, nice. so it's like a year long subscription, thirty percent off for the year. It's it's totally worth it, and it helps the show out. To be honest, too. Yeah. So that's a Skillshare promo code tailgate. That's why we do it. Uh, that's shout out to Skillshare. It. Okay, next up. Uh, by the way, are we we're into the Saturday games now? Are we not? We are. Okay. Um, yeah. 
we've got let's do another agreement that we have let's another, go from agreement to agreement because we just agreed on uh utsa utsa let's go to what do we have carolinas oh that's perfect okay that, that we were that, both on that's UNC. actually the next game right here on my list so Boom. It's perfect. we're both on unc <laughs> we both are on the tar heels now look I actually think this might be the most uh, fun-to-watch game of the weekend. So you have a 64-point over-under for this game, and it's for good reason. Neither team really played much defense last year. USC didn't have defense basically all year. Uh, South Carolina, you know, it was decent to start, and then, like, some injuries kind of got to them. Uh, They ended the season really poorly as far as, like, getting scored on a lot. But just an absolute quarterback showdown here you've got drake may who you know a lot of people think might go number one overall you've got spencer rattler who he's trying to revive his career and get the draft stock back to where it was when he first made his first few starts at oklahoma right before he transferred um and at the end of the last year spencer rattler was like unstoppable that offense was incredible i just expect a lot of deep throws it's going to be an exciting game to watch here ultimately i think that unc is going to be a team that manages to make some stops uh, on defense. They're bringing back more overall on both sides of the ball than South Carolina is. It's a neutral field in Charlotte, North Carolina, by the way. Um, it's, it's a two-and-a-half-point favorite, which, by the way, is moved. It was it started as a pick em. Now Tar Heels are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Even still, I'm rolling with Mac Brown here and the Tar Heels minus two-and-a-half, Tyler. Boy, you sound confident in that UNC defense. I am much less confident. Well, That's my big question mark in this I game. I just said they'd make a couple plays. <laughs> <laughs> Not oh that they're going to be God. great. Yeah, they may make a couple. Look, this is a huge power ratings play for me. I've got uh, UNC about four points better. So, I mean, it's two and a half. I have to make this. We're going through three, three and a half. There's some really important numbers that we're going through here. So, now, can we think of any reason why South Carolina might have an edge in terms of, like, home field advantage, right? Like, where they're playing, more fans, more anything. Because once I looked into it, my opinion is if you're going to give any team an upgrade... You have to give UNC an upgrade because I know this is sometimes laughed at as a, as a factor, but it's real. They play on turf, artificial turf, and this is artificial turf surface. At the, at the Charlotte at, location? At, at uh, Bank of America Bank Stadium. Bank of America, right, where and the so, Panthers play. And, and, and so that's honestly at least plus a half to plus one for UNC. Turf versus Now, grass. here's why you have to go in to, and look at your details, because if you use the Phil Steele magazine to handicap, they have marked on South Carolina's schedule that this game's on grass. They have on UNC's page, this is on artificial turf. And so you can't just like take it for granted. You always have does to double check. Does it tell you stuff. which they usually play on as well? It does. And so it matches what they usually do play on. Oh, well, it's just their home games. You can tell what they what, what it is. Oh, and so it says on grass. Never one, noticed that. Yeah. And so you have to really double check this stuff. But to me, that's actually, Ooh. it's worth a hmm. point. I think it's worth one point. Sure. Right. So we start adding these, these things up. I already have UNC minus four. So it's just a big power ratings play for me. Um, my whole thing is for UNC, can they play some goddamn defense? Right. Last year, they finished 18th in the country in offensive efficiency. Defense efficiency, 118th. <laughs> 100 <laughs> spots worse. That's really bad. Dude, they gave up 61 to App State. They yeah. gave up 35 to Duke. They gave up 34 to Wake Forest. But guess what? They won all of those games. Wow. So they're kind of used to this, but it's like... Can we stop playing with fire? Look, maybe that's just brown ball. Like, you know how they say beaver ball? Like, maybe that's just brown ball. So Mac, Mac Brown. Brown does it. You score. He, look, <laughs> Mac Brown plays like he treats the buffet. All offense, no defense. You really go hard on, <laughs> on Mac Brown. We're, we're weight shaming Mac Brown here. UNC's bringing back a ton on offense that, honestly, I think if they finished last year 18th in efficiency, I think they could finish top 10. Seriously. And for defense... Eight starters back, along with some good transfers, including a good defensive end from Ohio State who could start. 
and I expect some kind of improvement under first-year uh, DC uh, Charlton Warren. So I think that things will improve slightly enough on defense for this two. Is it two or two or two and a half? Two and a half. For this two I mean, and a half, you probably shop it, but I think two and a half is the consensus. Yeah, and here's the thing: South Carolina again should be able to move the ball and score some, right? Which is why I kind of also lean over sixty-four, but I'm still worried about these overs with the clock rules. We don't really know what they're going to do, and both these teams know what the game plan is. So maybe we see more of a run as like a second-level handicapping type of thing. But overall, I like UNC two and a half. I think it's a good play. Incredible. Okay. Uh, it, by the way, does that right? Can you Google does that rivalry have a name? The the rivalry between North and South Carolina is it just the battle for yeah. the Carolinas? What 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 are we calling that? You know what I mean? The tobacco battle. Um, what what else is is a Carolina thing, Smitty? Barbecue. Barbecue. Uh, okay. Battle for the barbecue. I don't. Yeah, I mean that would. No, be... it's just called North Carolina South Carolina rivalry. That's what it says on here. No, that no, that's the oh, it's Battle of the Carolinas. Battle of the Carolinas. Yeah. Okay, but that's it. just that's that's on the nose. It is a bit on. It needs. A I don't fun like name. on the nose. It needs a fun name. As I, I say, Brent Keys peas. I don't like things on the nose. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go. What do we got next? Let's West go. Virginia at Penn State. West Virginia. Um, old school. Old school Big East rivals meet again for the first time since 1992. Since mm. since Penn State joined the Big Ten, they have not played. These teams used to play every year. Uh, very long, and, and they're not that far away, right? So it's a, kind of a regional thing. But again, like an old school rivalry that that's been completely dead. It's being revived. Kind of um, like. Uh, Chili with beans and chili without beans. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, you exactly. Know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know where West Virginia is going to get the points from here to hang close in this game. But what's concerning for me is that, you know, look, Penn State has a ton of hype this year, too. And for good reason. They have an amazing defense. They return a lot of guys from both sides. They got the new quarterback coming in, Drew Aller. Um, he's kind of all hype at this point. We haven't seen enough to really know. But if he is, uh, if he lives up to the hype, he's going to be really good. But. What concerns me is that the last three years, they've had a pretty poor showing in week one. Penn State has. They're 2-1 and one in those week one games, and those two wins came by just one score. And by the way, these weren't just like massive matchups all the time. They weren't always against really great teams. Um, I think that they're kind of a team that starts slow and improves throughout the year. And, and this spread started at 17. It's now up to 20. Penn State, 20-point favorites right, at home. Right. Now, I'm... I we mentioned this uh, when we did our season preview. I'm fading West Virginia, but not necessarily just because I think they're a bad team. What I think may happen is that because it's kind of a an iffy hot seat situation already for Neil Brown. I think the way you could see is like they lose their first couple games, things get off the rails, and all of a sudden he's fired, he's out, and, and things just kind of turn to shit, right? And, but this first game. There's like hey, there's no negative thoughts going in for West Virginia. Like they're going into the season saying, "Hey, clean start," you know, whatever. So I think you could see them battle here. Um, so even though I'm fading them, I think that you know if you want to cover this this spread for West Virginia, you, or if, if you wanted to pick Penn State to cover 20 points here, you're pretty much banking on the fact that Drew Aller is going to live up to the hype, and we haven't seen that enough yet. I think that this game is just closer and Penn State starts a little slow, so I'm going to go Mountaineers plus 20. Yeah, I don't have a ton to add. You covered a lot there. I do think that it's gone up because the overall power rankings. Mine had this as a play for Penn State. I think it still probably is. I'd lean Penn State here. As I mentioned earlier, I'm with a lot of these favorites this week. This is one of them. Uh, I just think they're a, a much better team than the average fan thinks. I think West Virginia is way behind this year. And I think Penn State 
does get off to a good start this season. Will mentioned this, the numbers. That's why I'm not on this. Uh, you're right. Like, like I think James Franklin looks at these early games as like a preseason type of a thing. But no, I mean, I don't have a play here. It's a huge number. I think Penn State gets a job done, but it probably falls right around there. I think final score is probably 41-20-ish. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look. What's the spreading? Is it is 20. It, is it? Okay, 20. It's 20 points. I don't know if it's 20 and a half or, yeah. I mean, again, you can probably shop at certain places. I 20 and a half on um, yeah. I just, you know, I think that what, what you've seen a lot out of the Penn State offense. So is, is, this, a, is this a play for you? This is absolutely a play. Yeah, I'm giving uh, out West Virginia. West Virginia plus 20. Yeah, I just think that they're going to come out and want to run the ball, which, by the way, they should want to. They have two amazing running backs at Penn State. They have a good offensive line. Um, again, like they were a really good team basically in every game except for the games against uh, Michigan-Ohio State. Actually, they were a good team against Ohio State. They, you could say they could have should have won that game. There was some luck that went into Ohio State pulling that out. Michigan kind of like demolished them, but again, whatever. Those were just like the only two teams they lost to last year. It's a very talented and good team, but I think you're, they're just going to come out a little bit slow. They're going to want to run the ball. I don't see them covering this biggest spread, so I'm taking the Mountaineers plus 20. All right. No bet board, though? Nope. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> we've got one, though. Okay, next up. I Oh, man, I'm so excited for this matchup. Coastal Carolina. I mean, this might be the furthest, coastal. the furthest east to west travel game that we've seen in a long time. Literally, Coastal Carolina on the far east coast going at UCLA. Currently, the Bruins are 14.5-point home favorites. Um, Smitty and I, of course, jumped on the bandwagon a couple sure. of years. We love Jamie Chadwell. We are lifelong Shant fans, yeah. are we not? Uh, yeah, and that, actually, this was uh, my asses of fire from a couple of weeks ago, Chip Kelly. Interesting. Very interesting. Because, look, UCLA had a pretty good year last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of pressure, though. And all that pressure is going to be on the, on the shoulders of a true freshman quarterback yeah. in Dante Moore. They guy, lost a lot from last year. For sure. They lose Zach Charbonnet, running back. They lose mm-hmm. uh, Bobo, the their top receiver. They lose um, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good point, right? And so this Dante Moore kid, he's a five-star recruit, very uh, highly touted. He originally... Went to or committed to Oregon, then he flipped, mm-hmm. went to UCLA. Um, true freshman quarterback starting this game with no experience against a what we know is a well coached and just like a scrappy uh, Sunbelt team for Coastal Carolina. Um, four and a half point favorites. Look, I you you Coastal brings back Grayson McCall. Um, I think that he's going to be by far the better quarterback in this in this game. Unless Dante Moore is just like immediately Heisman level player, I just don't see it. Mm. I think that this could actually end up being the big upset of week one. I think that there's an outside mm-hmm. chance that, that Coastal wins this game. Do you game. have teal-colored glasses on right now, Will? Oh, or baby. What? Shants. <laughs> We're lifelong Sean fans. All the Sean listeners out there know that. So I, li- um, I, li- I like your strong conviction there. Uh, it's currently 14 a bookmaker, 14 at yeah. Circa. Love them to cover. I'm just saying uh, this, no, 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 this no, no, wouldn't no, 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 shock no. me if That's Coastal fine. were to actually pull out a win here. No, I understand. It's, you think it's going to be a close game. I- I'm saying... I'm willing to make this an impromptu bet board game if you just give it 14. No. <laughs> Seriously, you won't take the half point? Like It goes from a win to just a push. You don't lose the bet if it lands 14. Right, now. but if they... We're not moving if from 14, 14 to 14, they now. win if I get the half point, so... But, but, so, you're, so you're willing to sacrifice a potential win instead of a push rather than just give me 14 and roll for a team you think could win on the road and be the upset of week one. You're not willing to, not, to negotiate a half point? It really doesn't even... Bu- go against you that much for the listeners will 
But so if, if, it doesn't, for the if, listeners. It, if it doesn't go against me that much, then why does it go against you so much, Tyler? Because I go from a loss to a win with the other way. Like if it's for 14 and it goes to 13 and a half, then you go to a loss if it lands on on 13 and a half, right? right. So you're sacrificing the potential because what the reason why you don't want to do this is because if it lands on 14, you still win. Right. But my point is if it lands on 14, the worst case scenario for you is a tie. So the, you're worried about getting a tie in the bet, but you don't even lose if it lands on your worst case scenario. That's my point. Was the okay? Here's my only. I just wanna, I just want to give the fans <laughs> no, no, no. some action. Like Red said, it's for right. content. Okay. However, can I just get a a, uh, a scout's honor um, <laughs> right now on Layla that this was not a bit and that you didn't plan an impromptu bet board? I guarantee I did not plan this. I did not come on in here Layla saying, Jones. Uh, yes, on Layla. I did not come in here saying because now I'm wondering if this is if I get, I got to send on my picks early. I don't get your picks early, so now all of a sudden Tyler's got this competitive edge in the bet board game. I, I can first of all I can send you my picks. If you'd like, I think we or, need yeah, to start doing you, that. Why yes. Just, <laughs> why don't you just look at our Patreon? Well, why don't you just look at the Patreon? You can get that. Okay, but, I'll, yeah, but also yes. I did not come I'll in. Join the Patreon. Now, now, I'll give us five dollars. I, I, I will say this: it probably when I was looking at, at all the bets earlier, at UCLA naturally just probably I was like okay, that's close. I probably late lean this game. But I, it, in no way did I come here with like a plan that when you brought this up, I was going to challenge you and, and, and put this out there. It was not okay. in my, I in my radar I believe at you. all. I, 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 I My thought, it just popped into my brain. Like, I wonder if Tyler's pulling a fast one on No, me. I'm not. I'm and not. But it's always a bet board. And he's like, but I'll just be like, it's eh, because it's of, honest, if I'm going to be honest, it's because of your confidence level that they yeah. could win this game. <laughs> it's because my power ratings, I've got UCLA feelings, about Tyler. four. I've got UCLA. <laughs> LA about 14 points better anyway. So if you incorporate the east to west travel, the home field, even if you give, because UCLA's got one of the worst home fields in college football. Oh, yeah. We can right. all agree on this. Great stadium, but not just, great fans. Just due to travel and the new routine, it's got to be at least a point. Like at least one point. And so... For sure. So I, I, I think that, that 14, 14 and a half, 15's, you know, probably pretty good. I'll take you to 14 though. If you want to make it a bet board, let's make it a bet board. Ryan, let's, do it. let's bet make board it a bet 14. board. Let's go for the listeners. Okay, I don't for do it not just for me, even though I am going to win. Now, I'm can doing I say this though? Listeners. Can I one thing? I don't like doing anything on Layla Jones, even if it's, it feels weird. Well, I'm not. We're not betting on Layla no, Jones. I know. But I just had not, to know that you weren't lying. Say that. No, because I know it, you wouldn't lie about that, and I wouldn't. And it, but it feels exactly. weird to say stuff like that. But but I wouldn't. It, but I that, then I had to start like quantifying because I had to be all. But no, the truth is, I never planned on that. Yeah. No, I believe I thought it was a little. I know you wouldn't actually do that on Layla Jones. Jones. Coordinate this. By the way, Layla Jones is not his wife; it is his dog. So. <laughs> Layla Jones is my is my dog, and the, she's the show mascot. Yes, she is. All right, we let me get Layla to one Jones. of my handicaps. Let's see if you want to pull the trigger here. Okay, I am betting on Mel Fucker. <laughs> excuse me, Mel Tucker. Uh, look, no, he's Mel Fucker. Look, I am no longer mad at this guy. Now that the Buffs have Dion, it's like who cares about Mel Tucker? He can blow Michigan things. Michigan State's eating a hundred million dollar contract, but. I think everyone's overreacting to last season at Michigan State. Let's not forget the guy's 23-19-2 against the spread in his career, and he's actually 18-13-1 against the spread at Michigan State. So this whole narrative of he's been blowing it, I don't think that's the case. Noah Kim is a good quarterback who's not getting nearly enough love or attention, but overall, I expect more of an emphasis on the rush game this season last year. <laughs> Who oh, they who, love to throw the you, football. Who are they playing and what's the spread? Let's start with that. Oh, sorry about that. They're playing Central. See, this is why you got to take the, It's uh, Central Michigan yep. at Michigan State. Michigan State is 14-point favorites. I'm the captain, no. Yes, you are. Uh, Michigan State, 14-point <laughs> favorites at home against Central Michigan, the Chippewas. Got it. Um, 
Where was I? So last year, Michigan State loved to throw the football in their offensive coordinator's back. Last year, 406 passes, 346 rushes. And things weren't going well. They refused to give in. They were going to throw that football. So this year, they got to get away from that, in my opinion. We'll see if they do. They've got four starters back on the offensive line. I think they should improve greatly on the defensive line. And they've got 10 players with starting experience on that D-line rotation. So this is going to be a good line on uh, on both sides. I think that's a recipe for Michigan State to control the line, offense, defense, control the clock, all while doing what Jay Johnson, their offensive coordinator, loves, throwing the football in certain situations. So I'll just take Michigan State to pull away because Central Michigan, they finished last year 113th overall in offensive FEI. They finished 104th in defensive FEI, and they're completely starting over after losing all but one wide receiver from last year's offensive production. Completely. Now, that may not be the worst thing ever, but it's isn't the Colorado Buffaloes who's bringing a bunch of the number one transfer class in the country. Is, I don't think they're going to hit the ground running. Okay, so um, I think overall Michigan State minus 14 is a good play. And I think Jim McElwain, that's the sort of the effect here. We remember Jim McElwain going to Florida. Humping good coach. Charts. He's the Chippewas coach. But this whole thing still gets baked in because he's Jim McElwain. It's like, hold on. He's 24 and 21 straight up here at Central Michigan. He's not like blowing anything. He's not blowing and going, you know, at least. <laughs> no, he's not blowing to, and going. No, like, uh, no. Shout, shout out Brett Venables. We'll take, this, we'll take uh, Michigan State. Fire hose in the mouth. Michigan <laughs> State minus 14. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate that pick at all, actually. And I'm definitely, look, I, I'm definitely in the camp of like uh, sounding alarm. I think things are bad at, at Michigan State. It's less about even what they were last year. It's that like their top players are transferring out. Peyton Thorne transferred out. Keon Coleman transferred out to Florida State. Um, it's but, a real Peyton in my side. But in, but in this game, yeah, I mean, 14 points doesn't seem that much. I don't know. Again, I want to see what they look like first. Um, I'll never, uh, never, I, I, or let's put it this way. I would love to take any chance to fade uh, the Spartans, but I'm not going to do it here in this game. I'm not going to go against you. So uh, I don't hate the pick at all. Like it. All right. Do you have any others for Saturday's games? I do. Illinois minus nine and a half Ah, at home against Toledo. I think way again, Illinois nine and a half favorites at home against Toledo. I think way too much is being made of Illinois losing the production on offense. I think this is one of the teams in the country who is more system than talent. And this to me comes down to line play and style. Toledo is a good team. I get that, but they want to run the football. Illinois wants to run the football. I mean, which do you think is going to come out on top in that schematic matchup? Not Toledo, right? Like Toledo, they use their quarterback in a huge part of their rush game. Taquan Finn, really good QB. He rushed for almost 800 yards last year, nine touchdowns, and he threw for over 2,200. So uh, good quarterback. They're going to want to run with him. As long as Illinois can kind of contain him, I think this game is going to go greatly in Illinois' favor. Both offense, defensive line, domination. Illinois is going to get after it and run downhill all game. And when they are on defense, they may give up some yards, but I think overall maybe more of a bend-don't-break. I think 10 points here is is uh, pretty generous for Illinois. So, By the way, Illinois has an offensive line that's widely regarded to be one of the best in the Big Ten behind Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Like Those are the, the three elite offensive lines, but... A lot of people right now, like the numbers people think that Illinois is either on par or ahead of both Wisconsin and Iowa for offensive line talent. So I think offensive coordinator Barry Looney entering his second year with the team, he got more comfortable last season. You could see it in the, in the output. As the year went on, he felt better and better his, his second year with the team. I think overall, it's a simple handicap. Illinois bullies Toledo at the line of scrimmage, both offensive, defensive. 
uh, lines. We'll take Illinois minus nine and a half. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Brett Bielum is doing a really good job there. Yeah, they lose a lot, but they bring in like the they bring in Luke Altmyer, the who's going to be the starting quarterback. He transferred from Ole Miss. Um, I, I mean, Illinois definitely definitely loses a, a lot of talent, but I like your the idea of like, hey, this is more of a system thing than than per se like uh, just talent. Um, Toledo's good though, man. They do bring back a lot, so. I'm not going to go against you. I'm not going to go with you, but I like the pick overall. I'm going to stew on it. All right. Last one. I do want you to go against me here because I know how much (laughs) you love Chinese food and you love your rice. I got Texas minus 35 at home against rice. So my power rankings have Texas 34. You like that, Ryan? (laughs) Reaching. Oh, come on, dude. Fried rice. I always go fried rice, though. Love the fried rice. So the power rankings, my power rankings have Texas 34 points better. So we start getting into the whole home field, all that nonsense. Now, here's the thing. We haven't spent a whole lot of time on this show talking about this idea, but once you get past a certain point, like 21, 28 points, you start getting like diminishing returns because late stuff happens. They're not worth as much, right? Like if you think about the value of a point, it's worth a lot more to work, to move from like minus two to minus three than it is minus 34 to minus 35. So points start getting less valuable the, the further you get from zero. So that's why I think it starts to get iffy and it's not such a power ratings play here. For me, it's more of a, I think that they have all the incentive and all the talent to really run this thing up. I mean, I could see like a 66 to 10 game or something like that because we've talked about the talent that, that Texas has. And I don't know what that's going to mean against Alabama or the Big 12 schedule or down the line with injuries and depth. But I know early on with a healthy team and with the motivation after the Big 12 commissioners talking shit and all these other teams are like all on Texas and they actually have a real chance to make some noise this year, this is where they get off to a hot start. I think this is such a sneaky good play to take a minus 35 favorite. Texas here, I think, is primed to have a huge week one. I love this play. Texas minus 35 at home. I like never in my life would have thought that I'd hear Tyler giving out a, a, it's a, a crazy. 35 points. But as I said, look, value <laughs> is value, ever. and I'm not going to ignore this, and I think that it's a really good spot. They get the 114th best team in the country at home with a lot to prove. This is like a... How often can you say that? Because normally... It's like in state, maybe they take a right. off the gas. That's not the case here. So I think 35 here is a good number. Yeah, no, I mean, look, you're you're doing it for for the right reasons. Uh, but it's just like every time <laughs> yeah. I've ever brought up a spread that's I like know. more than 30 on this show, you're just like, yeah, I'm staying away. <laughs> it's so huge. So I just love it. But so. but, but it does. It I'm shouldn't definitely be a not going to take rice, by the way. It, so. should, it shouldn't be a surprise that this is week one. Because right. I think week one, you get more movements and shifts. This is just sure. me being uh, what I perceive to be ahead of some teams where they're eventually going to end up. Well, so. And Texas is so deep at every position. You know, guys oh, yeah. that normally wouldn't be starters are going to want to, when they get a chance to play, they're going to want to put up points. So when they put Very in those true. backups, they're going to still, sure. I, I think this is a good play, 35. Yeah. Um, and I love rice too, just the food, not so <laughs> fried much rice. the school. Do you go fried rice or white rice? Only if it's uh, if if it was cooked by a shrimp or fried by a shrimp. Has to be fr- fried, fried by rice. a shrimp, like <laughs> by a little shrimp. <laughs> fried by shrimp, shrimp fried rice. Yep. We got shrimp on shrimp. You mean prime? with shrimp? No, not I, by it a means shrimp. a shrimp fried it. <laughs> Shrimp you th- dude, that's shrimp on shrimp prime. Leave have, the bad jokes little, to me on the show. They have little Leave the bad jokes to me. <laughs> they have little shrimps in the kitchen. They fry the rice. Um, God, did I ever tell you about uh, you? You know, you remind me. You remind me of a young me. <laughs> this is a real shellfish joke. By the way, oh. ah man, we are on one. I love this. <laughs> young me was my uh, Japanese accountant. So. Ah, <laughs> shout out, your quant. You don't need them anymore, thanks to, uh, um, yes. Bro, flawless. H&R Block? <laughs> no, 
Damn it. Skillshare. I'm you up for an ad read. Skillshare. Oh, Thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, wait, my account? God, dude, my account every year, we, we both collectively go through this like panic attack, sigh of disappointment. When we see how much the government takes from taxes from betting, Ugh. dude, it's almost 50%. Uncle Sam. It's like in the 40% range. It's crazy. Tyler is his own accountant, but only when he wears the shades. Something, you something. You, you don't feel the sorrow for me, Ryan? <laughs> Dude, they tax me like I'm a millionaire just because oh, I'm, I'm sure. a fucking sports better. And I just have no me. context. The government really hates yep. gambling. I don't like, have to report my wings. Tyler's going to start quoting you. that, that uh, Benjamin Franklin quote about the blood of tyrants pretty soon. You watch. Um, okay, Sunday. Sunday show. Uh, or, or Sunday's game. This is the, uh, the only game on Sunday. Probably the biggest matchup. Of of week one, in fact, it's definitely the biggest match of week one based off of what about preseason rankings? Colorado TC based off of rankings and implications mm. in the playoffs. Mm. Tyler uh, LSU versus Florida because State because of the implications. The implication. <laughs> um, it's in a neutral site in Orlando. By the way, we we got to watch this because this is the hurricane game. The hurricane is about to uh, to hit Florida any day now. I mean, it's, they're already having storms and stuff, but. We may be at risk of this game actually being canceled. We could also see it being played in a different stadium last second. So there's some interesting things at play here because if Florida State is brave enough and last second, we've seen this happen before where they move stadiums, I think there's an outside chance you could see this game played at LSU, at Baton Rouge Stadium, uh, last moment if the hurricane you know ends up being really bad and they decide, hey, we can't play this game in Orlando. So keep that in mind, especially because if you want to bet LSU in this game, minus two and a half, and you think there's a chance at doing that, if you already love LSU, bet it right now. Because if, if all of a sudden they end up playing at home, this line's going to be totally different. So. Do you think they could actually go to Mercedes-Benz? Um, yeah, they'd probably still keep it neutral. I think they keep could. It neutral, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, again, like I think logistically it'd be hard, but who knows? Again, I think there's, I think there's a, definitely a legit chance here that you see mm. this game be played in a stadium that's not just. Um, sorry, my uh, my headphones are cutting out. Um, uh, not oh, just no. stadium that that is Camping World Stadium. Gotta get the IT so, guy on this. No, we're good. We're good. Right. Um, LSU played this game last year like shit and still had a chance to win late. I mean, this was a very exciting game. Everyone was ragging on Brian Kelly at the end of the game for that, like, fourth down play call, uh, and then he turned it around. And LSU just improved so much throughout the year. And by the way, Florida State did too. Florida State got better as the year went on. Um, both these teams are coming in super, super hot with all this hype. They both bring back a ton. I mean, both these teams are like mirror images of each other as far as what they bring back. They bring back the quarterback. They bring back a bunch of talent. At Florida State and LSU, but Florida State especially added a ton of, of talent from the transfer portal. They really dipped in to help there. I do think Jordan Travis is the better quarterback here, but not by that much. Um, I To me, I just see this game as being very evenly matched. I think there's, there's going to be a lot of explosive uh, plays. I think it's going to be back and forth. And I'm going to take Florida State getting points here in what is a you know more of a home game than what than what it is for LSU. Let's just be frank. And a lot of neutral sites here, but it's in Florida. It's less travel for Florida State. Um, I like the Knolls plus two and a half as long as it again is played there in Florida. If if it moves stadium, uh, then then the bet is off, and I might change my mind here. But I like Florida State plus two and a half, Tyler. Ryan, we got a bet board game. Oh my god, we're taking LSU minus two and a half. This is a power ratings play. This is a I'm down on Florida State play. Will you and I have two season long win totals? I have under nine Notre Dame. And uh, I've got under what is it nine and a half? Nine Florida and a State? half. Oh wait, sorry. Um, you have it written somewhere. 
No, or we took LS, audio. LSU was on there, wasn't no, it? Or was no. it? For, oh, for, it's sorry, Florida 10. State. It's 10. It's you had 10. 10. I have under 10 for Florida State. Oh, my God. I love that, Ryan. Uh, yeah, they're going to win 11 years. Um, so, yeah, those are two season win totals. I'm fading Florida State this year. Now, look, I want to be clear about this. I'm fading where the market and where everyone has them right now. This is a good team. I think they're doing good. You look at the transfers, who they brought in. I actually think in the ACC right now, you talk about most improved. I love what Florida State's doing. But they're playing, again, one of the most improved teams in the country with one of the best coaches in the country who last year, I mean, on a week-by-week basis, was there anyone who got better than LSU? You look at coaching, what it does on the field. LSU is such a great example. Jaden Daniels last year, week one to week 10. Oh, my goodness. What a difference maker. No doubt. He's coming back this year. Offensive line. And you want to talk about cleaning up at the transfer portal? LSU brought in elite talent on defense. I mean, we're talking about legitimate national title contender because we shouldn't throw that around, right? You talk about USC. In my opinion, USC is a legitimate playoff contender, but they're not a legitimate national title contender. LSU is legit, man. I love this team. I don't. I think these distractions help because even if it is played on schedule, they're planning right now. What, what are they going to do with Florida State? Contingency plans? Do we have a backup? What about this? What about that? They're not worried about this at LSU. If anything, it's a positive for them. So I think two and a half is a good number. We got a bet board game. Incredible. Yeah, look, again, like I'm not even... This isn't even like a bet against LSU because I'm on the LSU train. Like Brian Kelly's done an amazing job there. I do think they're an national championship contender. I think Florida State is too. I like... Again, like they're mirror images. The the what everyone expected, including me, out of Jaden Daniels last year and what he put on the field, it's the exact same story with uh, with uh, Jordan Travis. Like Jordan Travis is a legitimate Heisman contender. Uh, he's got a, a wide receiver who's like six foot six or six foot seven. He can throw to like talent across the board. Both teams brought in a ton of transfer talent, and I think Mike Norvell is actually per, like. People had questions early on because Florida State was such, such a shit show from when Jimbo Fisher left it. And that dude has proven that, okay, it's a very different situation than what LSU was in when Brian Kelly comes in. And I'm not saying that, that he's as good of a coach as Brian Kelly, but I think that maybe he's being underrated because of the matchup here against Brian Kelly. So I'm excited for this when we got three bet boards already. How happy are you that I don't say, Brian Kelly! <laughs> anymore because he's not with Notre Dame. I love the I, Irish. I'm very happy, yeah. yes. Uh, now you got to do like a, you got to master a Cajun accent for that. Well, you could do the Brian Kelly and my family down here. My family. Remember when he did that last year? <laughs> yeah. He's trying to do the accent. Yeah. Me and my family. You guys like, both <laughs> have the same uh, southern accent skills. Um, okay, last but not least. I was waiting. No, no, no. no. I, stop oh, it, you're doing, you're, you're doing I your wasn't Cajun doing my thing. southern accent. I, I was doing an impression of Brian Kelly's Very impression. Very good point. Okay, and that was a top-notch impression. Man, here's my southern man. My little southern accent down a little uh, Georgia Keys, a little, little, little Florida Keys. I mean, Georgia little Keys. Jo- little Florida Keys, a <laughs> little Georgia Peach style. Down. That's my southern accent, you okay. know? Or it's get the fuck out of my... Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got football to watch. That's my other southern accent right there. Right? A little bit on that one right Both there. Both not bad. Know? But I, I don't think either. Just don't give me credit for the Cajun vibes. But you're right. I, I, no, missed, I, don't do, I mistook when I do the, uh, when I do Cajun. I go uh, Edo, and I, I, exactly. and I, I sound like Farmer, Farmer Fran. Fran from, yeah, uh, but basically they're the same, the exact same. Know, so yeah. man, I miss Coach O. Farmer we, we Fran's gotta, not we picking got, chicks up. We got to get Coach O back in college football. You see, we. Well, Coach o holding his wife's hand, oh, yeah. talking to those ladies on the beach. It's not his wife; it's his girlfriend. His wife. I'm oh, sorry, it's uh, a side piece. Oh, yeah, it's just it's it's his uh, his, his rebound. So mm-hmm. we got to get him back in college football. There's got to be a school 
that opens up for a coaching job that he wants because college football is just better with Coach O in it. Agree? Should or, we all pick or right agree? now? Who's he going to okay. land with? All right, let, let, let's give it right now. Quick pick. I'm going to go Florida after Billy Napier. No, 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 no. It's not going to be that big. It's going to be, ooh, Vandy. Ooh. No, Clark Lee's going to blow it. Clark Lee's actually, like, I I think he's actually doing an okay job. I think Clark Lee gets into the snap. And Vandy doesn't fit Coach O at all because it's like a premier academic Mm, school, you know? But somewhere lower. Like, he's not going to, like, South Carolina ish, but Beamer's doing, like, like, uh, I don't know. Something like that. Eastern Carolina. Pirates. That'd (laughs) be perfect. Purple jerseys. They're getting a lot of run. Yellow again. Pirates are getting a lot of run to join a conference at the ACC. I mean, they've been a good team, actually. I'm not, like, dogging on them. They're going to get completely fucking wrecked. Good color scheme, too, this weekend. Very good colors. So, yeah, wouldn't be a bad spot for them. We miss you, Coach O. Um, Big big fan of the show. Shout out to Coach O. He listens every week. Shout out. Okay, the Monday night game, the last week of the game. Clemson at Duke, 13.5-point road favorite here. Um, look, I, we talked about this game when we previewed the SEC, that Duke had like this nine-win season. Towers like, hey, slow the roll a bit on the hype. And I agree on that, right? Like, I think Mike Elko is doing a great job. But you look at actually what their nine wins were last year, um, you know, that they, they just weren't against – like, they had no impressive wins. Of all their wins, they were not impressive. Uh, but they only had one home loss last year, and it was a three-point loss to North Carolina. And so they bring back 10 guys on, on offense. Like, they're bringing back a lot of players. Um, I think it's enti- I think a lot of people are going to look at this and go, ooh, enticing. Duke at home, you know, they're going to get an upset. But, you know, ultimately, I just think that adding Garrett Riley to this offense is going to be, like, a, a dynamic change for Clemson. I really believe that. I think that that him calling the plays here is going to unlock the talent that Cade Klubnik is, where we've only seen flashes of it, hasn't been consistent. Um, I think that Clemson is just going to score a lot on this team and remind everybody, hey, this is Duke and we're Clemson. And their defense keeps you know Riley Leonard, the, the Duke uh, quarterback in check, who, who's been very good, by the way. He's an underrated quarterback. Um, but I like Clemson here to cover the 13.5 on the road. Interesting, huh? Clemson. See, I'm on Clemson. I actually have them higher than a lot of people do. But you're thinking about a bet board, aren't you? I'm thinking about My a God. bet board game. I just don't know. Like Will mentioned, you know, I still, I think that that nine and four last year, ten and three against the spread. So it's, it's a shifty record, right? But they got ten starters back on offense. You mentioned all the all the production they're bringing back. Yeah, yeah. Riley Leonard's legit. You know what? I'm not. I don't want to fall into a habit of this. For our new listeners, I don't do this all the time. I don't want to sound like some skeevy person. If you give me 14, I'll take it. <laughs> I know. You knew I was going no there. No fucking way. You knew I was going there. Very okay. different. Okay. Very different from 13 and a half to no. 14 than 14 and a half to 14. No, you're right. 14. You're right. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I don't see my power ratings. Let's talk power ratings. Okay. I've got Clemson right now. Actually, let me let me pull it up. Give me. So, just you, a but second. you're going to lean Duke. Essentially, is what you're saying. You're leaning. Are you not a giving it out? Strong lean for Duke. Yeah, I've got Clemson ninth, twenty point nine one points better than average. Okay, ninth overall, twenty point nine one. I've got Duke thirty ninth overall, uh, eight point four three. So, does anyone want to do that for me? Twenty point nine one. Dude, we already told you we don't know the math. So. 20 point, you're the one that's going to have to do this. 20.91. I haven't, I haven't started my Skillshare class yet, Tyler, but it will happen soon. Equals 12.48. So I've got about 12 and a half, let's say. So I've got 12 and a half on a neutral, right? And this is being played at Duke. 
I mean, I think Duke should probably be closer to a, like even if let's say that number because I like to give myself margin of error, right? Let's say this number's off by a point and a half or so, and it should be fourteen. Well, that's the limit now that I'm getting for, and it's at Duke. This isn't neutral. This isn't at Clemson. So once you add in Duke's home field, it's got to be worth three points. It's like Duke should probably be a plus eleven, plus twelve. So this thirteen and a half. The reason why I'm stumbling is we're not moving through much with 12. 12 is kind of a bullshit number. You don't land on 12 a lot. You don't get a lot of 22-10 games. You don't get a lot of 12-point margins. So it's not worth as much. Now, that 13 means a lot, but goddamn, that 14 means a hell of a lot more. So that's my thought process. I'm kind of talking this out right now. Like I'd love to take this for Duke. But for the reasons that Will mentioned, this offensive coordinator, Garrett Riley, they could be a lot better. Maybe Clemson right now in my ratings is underrated. Maybe we see them and upgrade them two points. So there's too many unknowns from Clemson for me to make this a bet board. But right now, based on all the numbers, I think Duke's the play. So that's okay. what I think. So you're leaning Duke. It's not You're not actually giving it out as a pick. Dude, I'm strongly leaning Duke. Yes. If you give me 14. I will not. <laughs> um, I definitely will not. You're not getting two of those out of me. Um Knights of the square table. I have a, I'm giving out a four game parlay. I can't out of those do that games. right now. I'm not prepared. Okay, that's fine. He's yeah. not prepared. I'll, Ryan, you got, I'll be you got the a parlay only... to give? Uh, yeah, go through yours. Construct one. And I'll, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, All right. So one. my four, I'm you giving out. You better put CU on there, Ryan. Oh, you know it. All right. I'm giving out Coastal in the, in the parlay plus 14 and a half Coastal. Okay. This is different from our bet board at 14. West Virginia plus 20. North Carolina minus two and a half. And Ohio State minus 29. That's my 14 parlay. Uh, it's a guaranteed winner. You can literally put all of your savings on it. Knights of the square it. table. If you yep. want to bet this Knights of the square table, the uh, the square way, check out betus.com. Bingo. Put in promo code tailgate yep. for unique promotions. You can literally make uh, a a fortune on this if you just bet all of your money. Yes, and I have a quick note. So what we're going to do, we're, we'll end the show because like we do the, we'll end it, but I have a, I know it's late. Just It's literally two minutes to end a little fun thing at the end of that. Love it. So. All right, Ryan, what do you got for your Knights of the Square Table parlay? All right, so this is just off the cuff. We're going to go Buffs plus 20 and a half, Boise State plus 14 and a half at Washington, mm. and then we will do Washington State minus 11 against CSU. I love how off the cuff that was. You could tell, and it's going to win. Those are the ones that always win. <laughs> you know. Um, by love the way, that. sunglasses are off. The competitive nature, my guard is down. The bet boards are, are done. Tyler's vulnerable again. I'm back. So there you go. <laughs> Good picks. Good picks. All right. So we have our lemonade uh, taste test to get into. I want to yes. hear what you guys thought. Okay. Um, I, I first have a story, though, that, that just brought that uh, I just got. Uh, Is it about lemons? Well, no, because you guys had crackers as your. So we just did Alec a lemonade Clemson. taste crackers. test. Uh, Will and Ryan tasted three different lemonades. We're going to go over the, the winners here in a sec. But as a palate cleanser, they had some uh, crackers. Yeah. Uh, chicken and a biscuit. Shout Delicious. out, dude. Love chicken Delicious. and a biscuit. So good. Yeah, so it got it reminded me of the best cracker story of all time. <laughs> go a lot of different huh. ways. Yeah. All right. So I was uh, I am not what you would call a largely religious person. I mean, I, I don't I don't look down, I dabble, I don't really, you know, but when I was younger and in high school, uh, my buddy took me to Catholic Church. I think it was for some Christmas thing. And sure, we've all been there. And uh, <laughs> I was introduced to this uh, to this uh, ritual or this process or whatever they mm, do. The body of Christ. The exactly, right? Where you eat the, the cracker and drink the wine or you eat the body of Christ and drink the, uh, the blood, blood of, of Christ. Christ yes. Um, and I so was hammered all the time. And so <laughs> I, 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 I kind of like I'm up in the line. And I don't really know what we're doing. You know, I didn't really see what's going on. But but I, I saw that 
the priest, or I think it was a priest, I'm not sure, he was holding a cracker, mm-hmm. kind of with both of his hands, <laughs> yep. like, sort of out for me. And I look to my left and I see someone chewing. And I look back to my right, who I was with, and the family other, like, go ahead, go ahead, eat it. And so. <laughs> So, did you try to eat it out of his hand? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And so uh, I yeah. sort of like slowly opened my mouth and put it like closer to the cracker. And he didn't know what was going on either. So he just sort of like has this really confused look on his face and sort of like puts it in my mouth. And <laughs> I didn't know. Okay, but and so everyone's laughing at you me. You made his day. You dude. actually weren't that wrong because technically you can do either. You have the choice of either... Sticking out, you're like presenting your open mouth, yeah, or taking it in your hand. But this is on whoever. <laughs> what are we took, talking about? This is on whoever, uh, whoever took you for not explaining yeah. how this worked. Because like that's and then yeah, and they laughed at me afterwards. Yeah, it's very. It was a real joke for everyone yeah, in, if, around me. It's yep. a pretty awkward situation. You know, it was horrible. So that's yeah. my cracker story, dude. Nothing like a Catholic mass to really get you know get the juices flowing. All right, let's go over some results. Uh, Will, uh, your favorite? So the three different uh, uh, lemonades we have. Right. We had Florida's Natural Lemonade. Newman's own yep. lemonade. Popular brand, Paul Newman. Shout Strange out. one. A little, little niche, I guess. And then we had Kroger. Now, the Kroger lemonade, for those who don't know what Kroger is, I think it's a nationwide-ish brand. Oh, yeah. You got to um, know Kroger. But if not, it's your local grocery store brand, right? So like that brand that's like local in your grocery store, wherever you are, the one that you always see, That's it's, it's probably going to be a carbon copy of this lemonade. So, Will, your... Oh, here, hang on, let me pull it up for a sec. Talk while I do this, Will. I really wanted the my because I came in. I saw the Newman's Own brand, and I like a lot of uh, Newman's Own products. Okay, and they're, they're, they're typically better. So I'm really hoping Solid that product. my favorite flavor uh, was that one. It wasn't the Kroger brand. Will's favorite flavor was the Newman's Own. Oh, favorite let's flavor was go. Newman's. Second, Damn. second, you had the Florida's Natural. Oh my and God! Third, I bet mine you was had Kroger. Kroger. So that's your name. <laughs> Ryan, your, Kroger, your, your favorite bitch. is Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> right. I knew it was going to be. He's <laughs> a generic yeah, guy. I, you, know, you know why? Because I always buy store brand lemonade yep. or, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, there it's you just, go. It's I mean, my taste. And then your we second favorite, you. Ryan, was uh, Newman's Own. And then your third favorite was the Florida I thought uh, Florida's the, Natural. Then I thought the Newman's Own and the Florida Natural so, tasted a lot alike. So here's, mm. here's my takeaway. I think that it's ra- Ryan likes the sugary lemonade. Will oh, yeah. likes the more tart lemonade. Oh, That's what I would say based on the results. It, then, it, then it makes it se- it makes it taste that better. That one was the like Newman's. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. makes it like I feel like lemonade shouldn't taste just like sugar. It should taste a lot like lemons, which yeah. are fucking tart. See, that's so, so funny. I was nice. going to say that the reason why I like the one that I like the most is because I thought it tasted the most like lemons. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. See, but like but, uh, I, I, this is why uh, the reason why I'm excited is because my greatest fear in life. I've always been a big coca-cola guy and i and i totally dump on people that, that prefer <laughs> pepsi yeah and my biggest fear in life oh. is to is to fail the pepsi challenge and i haven't done it in so long what's the pepsi challenge the pepsi challenge you you drink coke and you drink pepsi and you say which one uh you like more should do that uh, next it's, week it's a blind test Let's just like it. what we did but you know it was a popular branding stunts by pepsi back in like the 90s like take the pepsi challenge and they'd film people being like well i'm a coke drinker and they would drink the one and pick their favorite and it would be pepsi so mm. 
Uh, that's that's what I want. I actually to do. read about that in a statistics book, like the idea of how they came Did up with you? the campaign, and they they like ran numbers to see the odds of certain people saying yes and no. I also no, feel it, like it was for the slits. It was like slits versus like Bud Light or something like that. That's huh. what it was for. But anyway, same same, same idea. Well, I need to do the Pepsi challenge, but now I'm scared because I can't fail that. I can't fuck it up. But we so. got stuff for today. I have other games. Should we, should we get to some other games I have? Yeah, love it. All right. So sometimes we go Shark Tank. This is not sports related at all. This is Shark Tank. I love the mm. show. Uh, Will has uh, brought this before Shark Tank ideas. So I'm also an investor. So yeah, yeah, this is simple. Real or fake? <laughs> we we like to go real or fake often. We do real or fake schools, real or fake movies. Sure. This is real or fake Shark Tank pitches. Oh, now nice. not all of these for the real pitches succeeded, but these were all pitches on the show that were real. I right, real or fake? Real life Transformers robots. I mean, I wish I knew more in depth what that really meant. So what it means yeah, is, like, like, does that mean you they can are get like, into a Transformers robot yourself? Oh, and okay. Move around. So you're in it. It's like a costume. Yes. It's not like an actual robot that transforms. Exactly. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm, I know that's a real thing, but I'm gonna go fake as a Shark Tank pitch. Uh, Ryan, real or fake? I'm gonna go real. It is real. It was a real pitch. Uh, yes. It's called Drive Suits. Like Transformers robots. Okay, next. Wonder how much Cuban gave them. The Euro <laughs> Club. The Euro Club is a fake Some golf club meant to piss in at the golf course. Okay. So it's a big golf club that you pee in if you have to at the golf course. It's got to be real. Real. That was real. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it was, the commercials for it, And it like, comes with this like, little like, towel to cover yourself. <laughs> it's a curtain, it's, yeah. It's, it's a privacy weird. curtain, and it looks like you're just standing with your driver, but really you're filling it with pee. It was really weird. All right, uh, the uh, Clean Cuisine. This is a food supplement that you take in your food that cleans your toilet when you go to the bathroom. That's the so Clean that's Cuisine. Fake. fake as fuck. Why, Real. why add an extra That is step? fake. Dang it. <laughs> and the fact that it rhymed, I just knew that was something <laughs> out of Tyler's mind. <laughs> okay. Uh, pop cakes. Pop cakes are pancake batter with popcorn, so the pancake self flips. Fake. <laughs> fake. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not even possible. <laughs> that's my idea. Okay. Uh, the wake and bacon. I love your mind. <laughs> the what? The wake and bacon. Real. I, I just love the It name. is a... Uh, Alarm clock slash toaster oven. That's from uh, the office. Fake. That that was real. That was pitched <laughs> on Shark Tank. Someone pitched. Didn't the Michael wake and bacon. Scott want to wake up with bacon? That's how he burned his. <laughs> he foot he did, but I don't know if it was, it was called the wake and okay. bacon. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, the Ionic ear, a Bluetooth device surgically implanted below your ear that can make calls, send texts, and uh, listen to music. Real. Real. That is real. That is uh, a real would you thing. Get that. I would no, no, not in a million years, something like that, just for the <laughs> for the texts and calls. That's dumb. But you know how you plug you it, set it to vibrate. You know how you uh, <laughs> you know how you charge it. Uh, you hold there's your a little microscopic thing. thing that you plug in your ear. <laughs> so like, like you're, it's a USB you have a charger, USB C in your it ear. In, yeah, or like what well, something else. But yeah, do you, you have a car charger for my thing? <laughs> you just sit uh, next to the outlet. Uh, and then uh, this this is the uh, the last one. Uh, massive moments. <laughs> the idea was a uh, a petting zoo for large animals, <laughs> like elephants, rhinos, zebras. for large people, large people and large animals. <laughs> yes. Plus size petting. That's another good uh, good name Wait, for a it. Petting zoo for large animals, so like elephants, so like, yeah. rhinos, yep. that kind of zebras, shit. yeah. Real, because uh, a silly person would think of it for sure. 
And maybe you're that silly person, but I think it's not you. <laughs> Fake. Uh, I am that silly person. Oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, there you go. That's a real or fake uh, Shark Tank edition. Have you ever thought about how you would, like, if you had an idea to pitch to Shark Tank, you know, what your approach would be? Would it be to just go in hard and ask for, like, a million dollars at a 1% evaluation? Just no, really, you got to do the proper... Really anchor it? No, you got to do the proper evaluation. You got to go in with a good price. You know, I have always had... I had an, an invention, an idea when I was younger... I have an invention, an idea. I can't tell how many times I would come up with an idea, and then years later, I'd see like someone else <laughs> doing it, and it was really infuriating. So when I was really little, my first idea was I loved uh, Hot Wheels cars and Matchbox cars, right? And I also loved RC cars. But what I wanted mm. was an RC car that's the size and scale of like <laughs> of like a Hot Wheels. Okay. And then like four or five years later, they started to come out, and I was like, dang it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, 11 at the time, right? Then my next idea was... I would love so much to be able to watch a sporting event and like tune into a radio feed or a channel where you can hear the players mic'd up. And then like ESPN and like the NFL network kind of started to do that, not live, but you could like watch highlights of it later. Still think it would be a very interesting idea to be like, I'm going to watch, you know, this, this football game right. and be able to listen to the live mic of the be coach awesome. or whatever. Yeah. No, I, didn't they do that in like the XFL or something like that? Maybe. Yeah, but again, people just stealing my ideas left and right. That's what it is. That's a good idea as well. Yeah, everyone's got an idea. Thank like you. Mark Cuban says, "What do you what Carpe do you do about DM. it?" Carpe diem. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. go. Carpe diem. I am out. Carpe. Um, ooh, I a, love that. a fish shop, a, a bait and tackle shop. Carpe diem. Do we want to seize the carp? <laughs> carp. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we give a shout out to uh, Bet US, Tyler? BetUS, the best place to make bets. Any bet you want to make, BetUS.com. And I say any bet because the games we talked about today, uh, other sporting events, but also you can bet uh, the roulette table. You can play a little blackjack. You know, I like to play some 21, some horses, oh, yeah. all at uh, BetUS.com. Now, the other thing that we'll talk about on here throughout the season is the TV shows. As we get towards November, December, and you get these big award shows, that's where I make money, my money. The Emmys, the Grammys, you can that's bet right. all that. BetUS.com. Put in promo code TAILGATE for unique promotions and bonuses. Exactly. Yeah, we, you know, we mentioned a lot on ways to support the show. Uh, using the promo codes we give out, helping out our sponsors, uh, our new... Um, Yes. Our new... Uh, well, new what? <laughs> new sponsor? No, our the Patreon. Sorry, no. I couldn't think of the word Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Our Patreon. I didn't know if anyone was going to be into the Patreon. We've already got people signing up. We have people. We love in. these people. Okay, I actually... Shout have, out to the Gators. I have a, a, another new idea, which I forgot to talk to you guys about, which I'll just bring it up right here on the show live. Yes. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> is... Uh, Fuck it. Each week, we... If... If you want, we can read out your name. If you join the Patreon, we will give you a shout out on the show. So we can shout out. We had a guy. Should from, we do that this week? We had a guy from like Germany, didn't we? Or, or yeah, Eve, uh, Ivan. Or, Ivan. I think it was Yvonne. No, I think a little it's thing Ivan. over the A. Yeah, I, it was Yvonne. No, it's not E. It might be Ivan. Ivan, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> we're not worldly travelers. We had we had, we had people from Europe sign up. So. You know, we can shout out some names if they provide a name. That, that's a, no, I think every, How about this? How about like we don't, we don't have to read the, the new ones just now, but let's prepare like maybe once a month or once every couple of weeks, we prepare a segment where we shout out all of our Patreon okay. supporters. So and Yvonne so, just gets a special shout out, huh? Yeah, he's, well, he'll definitely. He's one of the first ones, so we'll give him a special shout out. Oh, by the way, so we're doing a whole bunch of stuff on, on the Patreon. The yep. reason why, if you want to sign up, it's only five bucks a month. We did this totally experimental, just seeing what this is going to do this year. But uh, I put my power rankings on there. Top 50, you can use these to make your own line. It's a pretty powerful tool. I really trust them. We also put our picks up. 
every uh, Wednesday morning. Just put the picks out early, early release, because lines move. Even from this morning to right now, lines have moved, so you can get that there. One additional podcast every game day morning on Saturday. So we'll come out with some information, some lines, just stuff that we like on Saturday. And then Fry and Ryan, producer, best grill master in the West. Yes, sir. Shout out. He's going to have a weekly recipe. So everyone can, if you want to make what we're making this week, or at least what Ryan's going to be making, follow along. Some great, delicious, unique recipes. And this week, I'm putting my buffalo sauce on there. I went back and forth with my wife. I actually did. I'm like, do I want to let the secret out? Because it's so delicious. Everyone who's ever eaten this buffalo sauce loves it. It's like they're all, and now we can't even go out for wings because it's so delicious that we compare everything to it. Yep. And wings are kind of expensive. So it's like, it's this is a very good buffalo here, sauce. So I'm going to put it on the Patreon right after the show. If you love want it. the sauce, sign up Patreon. I love the Five idea of you, you being afraid to... Uh, to give out your recipe like someone might monetize it and then steal your idea. No, you know what? You know what it is? I just, I don't care at all about that. I just like being the only one who has it. Mm. Or at least, you know. Just purely selfish. It's, it's Daniel, Daniel selfish Daniel Plainview. A thousand like, percent I, it's a selfish It's not move. just that you want yourself to succeed. You want others but to fail. Isn't that what chefs do? <laughs> like, don't chefs remember the, the soup Nazi? Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, one thing you gotta do is protect your recipes. He's he's giving his soup out to everybody. I mean, for money, but I'm giving picks out. <laughs> it's kind of the same. I thought we were thing. still on the buffalo sauce, but yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> I'm what's, trying to what's kill the uh, the link to the Patreon? <laughs> Drop the link for the Patreon.com slash College Football Tailgate. Love it. Amazing. Easy enough. Amazing. Okay, so uh, if you were with us last week, we had some time traveling. We're doing it again. We want to thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore Pod. Are we doing asses of fire? Yeah, that we'll do that with the football stuff. Oh wow! So Straight Will's throwing this off. Segment. See, I, I'm no, I'm, I'm not throwing this, this off. No, I, I, no you are. You totally threw it we're off. We're making it okay. simple for people. We start with football. We end with fun stuff. It's perfect. All right. So I have a couple things. A couple things to add here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Apple Jacks. A uh, little secret about Apple Jacks. <laughs> okay. Apple Jacks are just orange and green Fruit Loops with cinnamon. Did we know this? And if so, how does that change this. your life? Groundbreaking. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't change my life. I just Don't you know feel robbed? Don't you feel like that? I mean, it makes sense that I it would felt be like it's that a smart a move for them. They probably make them in the same factory and just like sort them a little bit differently, add a little cinnamon, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. All right. Well, that, that's my first thing. Next, okay. number two for a little food thing. Chuck E. Cheese. Do you guys know the origin behind Chuck E. Cheese? I don't know the origin, but I do know his middle name. Uh, do you know his middle name? Entertainment. You know, that's right. Charles Entertainment Charles Cheese. Entertainment <laughs> Cheese. <laughs> so, you know what's in, You know that, but you don't know the lore. I don't know the lore. So, is it a party cheese or a party wrap? Well, here's I mean? the thing: is that the, there's a book about this. So what happens is Chucky uh, Charles, uh, <laughs> he, he, he's an orphan who sadly doesn't know his own birthday. So he <laughs> celebrates other people's birthdays all the time to feel happy. <laughs> oh that's, man, that's brutal. That's such a sad story. That's a, that, but, but hold on, that's the story they put out. It gets darker than that. The real story, the real lore, which is so fucked up, and this is legit. He. What happened in this book? Is he uh, what book? So there's a book that Chuck E. Cheese put out, the, like his narrative to like if put I all this did it, the Chuck E. Cheese story. That's why the there is lore. In a rat that's costume what, writing. This up is a where book. the lore comes from. It's like they created a story for this for this this mouse. So the story is he used to live on his own. He was an orphan for a while. He he had a Rifle. hard he had a hard yeah. time, and then he won a pong tournament. Like like you remember the old video game pong? Sure. So this is how old this this is, right? So what happens is he takes the 50 bucks, he wins the... This is all legit. This is all actually part of it. He takes the 50 bucks from the tournament, moves into a house above Pasquale's Pizza. Now, if you open DoorDash today, what you'll find is one of the ghost kitchens right. that you can order pizza from it's just is Chuck Pasquale's Pizza. pizza right. 
Chuck E. Cheese, yep. right? So scam in the lore in this in this story, Chucky lives above Pasquale, who owns the pizza place. Well, Pasquale finds this talking mouse who knows a lot about food. Kind of reminds you of Ratatouille, and mm, he off. starts he starts forcing the 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 rat to sing and dance because he is like, oh my god, this rat can sing and dance. So essentially, it's it's so dark. Chuck E. Cheese, the singing dancing Chucky every night, is forced to do it. Otherwise, he will be killed on the <laughs> order of Pasquale. This is the saddest fucked up story it's I've ever heard. It's messed up. I wanted to, to ruin everyone's childhood by, by bringing this out. Hashtag yeah. cancel that Chuck E. Cheese. That is the dark lore behind Chuck E. Cheese. He was actually an orphan who was meant to celebrate other birthdays, but now is forced to, to sing all the time by Pasquale as an entertainment thing to keep his pizza going alive. Pasquale, of course, part of the Gambino crime syndicate, no <laughs> doubt. Oh my, on my daughter's birthday, on my daughter's <laughs> wedding, the day of my daughter's wedding. Okay, wow. and then and then finally, last thing before we get out of here. Yeah. Well, this is so, I love time travel because this is probably gonna go in the second second. Yeah, now anyway. we get to, exactly we get to skip ahead. Yeah, um, I, I I have one okay or day class A, and it's something that they, <laughs> they they got brought up this week in my life that I want to know what you guys think of because it's maybe day class A. I'm gonna admit. I was gonna okay? say I bet no one accused you of doing something that was classy and then you decided to break <laughs> it <No>. up. <laughs> so I'm not a big fan of my HOA. I think they're all a bunch of bored losers sure. who just have nothing better to do than Retirees. ruin everyone else's life. So every month, it's standard. I know this because I used to be on the board. When I wanted to well, one day help people around me, I, I thought I would be good to join the HOA. Horrible <laughs> idea. I quit after a few years. Um, but I know that it's protocol. They have to send out notices if you haven't paid your HOA three days before the end of the month. So... I always pay on time, but I always pay the last day, so they have to do that work. And so someone has to sit down and type me an email out, and they have to write the letter and print it out and lick the envelope and mail it out. And I'm like, I get a joy out of making those assholes do extra work that mm. I never pay till the last day because I it's because of spite, because I don't like them. And I like the idea of knowing they have to sit down and do extra stuff because of me. So is, that, is that okay or is that I, day class A? I think a? that's okay. You're holding people accountable. It's not day class A, but it's, it's petty. It's very petty. <laughs> it's a little petty. Whatever helps you sleep at night, dude. <laughs> Your HOA fees are going to go up as they have to spend more money on stamps and envelopes. So something to keep that in mind. That may be the case. Maybe I'm hurting myself. I mean, they've already raised the rates twice the last five years, which I yeah. don't like Spending all this money on stamps and labor and envelopes to write your letters. It, 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 I, I, I love it. Do you mail the <laughs> payment back? No, no, I go and Ooh, drop it the, off. That's the ultimate petty. You that mail, you good. mail a check so, back, so, so they have to go yeah. and put the check into the bank. <laughs> oh go. no, I drop a check off, so they still have to put ah, it in nice. there. So I do that. Very Trust petty. me, I'm making them work. Right, you got them on the ropes, baby. Uh, Very I'm doing petty. the best I can do. So again, we want to thank you guys for listening. Yes. Uh, Sunday, we're gonna have a recap show for all these games of these picks that we just gave. Time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, and we didn't. We're starting the show now. We're about to give the picks. Oh my gosh! You don't even get time travel. No, 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 no. Will, <laughs> no. We're, we're about to do football. Thank you. I know. So, so we're, gonna, we're about starts. to do an outro right now, and then I'm going to start the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is <laughs> this, this time is travel great. shit is so hard. It's okay. Man, we're figuring we this out. So, polished, so this huh? is the outro of the show. This is the outro of the show. Thank okay. you guys so much for listening. We'll see wow. you on Sunday. Sunday. For the first let's go. Show. Yeah.